Blog Talk Radio. Peggy and Manisi, your hosts of Signs Your Loved Ones Send Us. We have a live show every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but the show is also worldwide and available on Skype. We're calling in at 1-347-838-9201. I have a question for you all. Do you believe when we die that we cease to exist? Do you believe that heaven is for real? Do you believe that our loved ones are always around us? Do you get signs like pennies or feathers? or butterflies, or rainbows. There's so many ways that our loved ones come through, and my show sets out to show you. Uh, We have many intuitive meetings on the show, and special guests, and we give readings, and hopefully bringing your loved ones through. So stay tuned for our guest tonight. Thank you. Hi, it's me again, broadcasting live from New York. And tonight our our show takes a little bit of a turn. Um, it's called When the Going Gets Tough, the Tough Gets Going. Um, we all have to face life challenges, and some of us have to deal with more than others. And we have to cope with these challenges the best way we can. The loss of loved ones is inevitable for all of us, but the loss of a child just is not natural and very difficult to deal with. I know, because I've lost two of mine, Megan Mark to cystic fibrosis. 
And then we have to deal with the way others treat us, too, which is another battle we face. Tonight, we'll, we'll be discussing this subject. Uh, a little bit about me. I am, uh, live in New York. I am 62, almost 62 years old. I have MS. I wrote a book called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. After losing many, including, like I said, my only daughter and youngest son to cystic fibrosis while in their 20s. My book tells of our life and my belief in life after death and what I've seen and heard. And now have four more books coming out. Also now, <clears throat> I have my radio show to help others who are grieving. And I also have a uh, wish foundation to grant wishes uh, for children with cystic fibrosis. Um, I'm also an intuitive medium and, and feel that my job, the Lord has given me, is to help others, uh, especially grieving parents like myself. Um, we do lots of things on this show, and uh, I talk about quite often um, synchronicity. Um, synchronicity is life in life as there is no coincidence, just God incidence, as I call it. We are all connected one way or another to teach each other and, and um, to think that it is much greater than six degrees of separation. Um, we're all connected one way or the other. And um, tonight I'm going to start with a bit of a script, which I don't always do, to explain some things about <clears throat> how life life changes. And we all uh, have challenges in life. That's what it's about. But sometimes uh, we need to see the challenges as blessings. And you would say, how can she say that, you know, losing so many and two children? But we all come to life with a plan, and we need to... Um, to uh, continue on and finish our work here before we move on to our family that's going on before us. So I just want to say, have you ever noticed how often the challenges we face also contain a blessing in disguise? If not, perhaps you haven't been looking closely enough. Granted, life's challenges usually seem like inconveniences when they interrupt our schedules or get in the way of something we want to do. Isn't that part of the reason we call them challenges? When we're working toward an important goal, the last thing we want to face <clears throat> is to face big, unexpected challenges or obstacles. When that happens, it usually means a major delay, added learning curve, greater expense, or some other unplanned complication. When we are focused on results, it's hard to appreciate the detours caused by new challenges. Reframing from the challenges, everything changes when we learn to see life's challenges in a whole new light. What if we could learn to see them as highly beneficial experiences, adventures in learning, or as a blessing in disguise? Wouldn't that be a welcome shift in perception? The truth is, with the right mental attitude, we can completely refrain from the way we experience our challenges. And asking the right questions is one of the most effective ways to do that. With a little practice, we can come to view these challenges as some of our most valuable life experiences. There's five questions you can ask yourself when facing challenges. Number one would be, what can I learn from this? Too often we view a challenge as, irritating and, as an irritating annoyance when in fact it may hold a great opportunity to learn and grow. If we start by asking ourselves, what can I learn from this experience? It immediately puts a more positive spin into the situation. It allows, it allows us to discover something worth appreciating about our experiences. It makes it possible to recognize true value that might have gone unnoticed and see opportunity and possibility instead of inconvenience and annoyance. Number two, how can, we, how can this strengthen me? One major reason why a challenge might intimidate us is because we don't feel capable of handling it. We may have a limited perception of our own abilities, so we automatically believe that the challenge is bigger than we are. 
If we learn to see each challenge as an opportunity to become stronger and more capable, everything changes. We can use challenging situations to unlock our untrapped strengths and abilities. Each time we do this, it will increase our confidence until we begin to see most challenges as opportunities to harness and our personal power to an even greater degree. Number three, how can you use this to our advantages? More often than not, we tend to view a challenge as a disadvantage, but is that necessarily true? When something gets in our way, what do we do? Don't we start searching for a different strategy to accomplish our goals? The challenge may prove to be a blessing if it helps us discover a better way to do something. Thanks to the challenge, we may be able to replace a flawed strategy with one that works much better. Asking, how can I use this challenge to my advantage, opens our mind to alternatives and we never, that we never would have considered otherwise. And of course, when it comes to dealing, especially with child loss, it's, it's not a blessing. Uh, we miss our kids. I miss mine terribly, even though I'm an intuitive and I get signs and able to read other people. I mean... Um, the challenge I face now is how do I go on living without my children? Um, so I've turned to uh, helping others because I'm not just reading it from a book. I'm living it. I'm living it with you. I'm, I'm walking by your side. I'm helping carry you through this. <clears throat> and in turn, it's a domino effect that helps me to deal with this challenge that I've faced. Number four, how can I use this to help others? Even though we might believe that our goals only affect us personally, that is really the case. What we do, how we think and feel, and our course of action has an impact on the people around us. Not only do other people watch the things we do and how we live our life, they often model their own behavior after ours. If you refuse to let challenges intimidate you or slow you down, you just might inspire and motivate others to do the same that face the obstacles like your own. Anytime you experience personal growth, you help the people around you in some way. Number five, what would this... Uh, what would make this a worthwhile experience? Sometimes just being willing to recognize that a challenge may not be such a bad thing can be enough to help you realize all kinds of wonderful benefits from it. The question does a couple of things first. It helps you feel more empowered because it affirms that you always have a choice in how you react to a situation. Second, it reminds you that every challenge holds the seeds for unlimited blessings and opportunities. <clears throat> okay, how you see them is up to you. Challenging circumstances are a part of life that's not going to change. However, that doesn't mean that you are a victim of circumstances. Your attitude and perception are something you, you create. They are not dictated by your circumstances. You'll always have a choice. So the real question is, here is, will you choose to look for a blessing in every challenge? If you've already discovered your core values and passions and make a deeper connection with your true self, then you're ready to find your true self. And like I said before, I don't make light of loss of anyone. Um, child loss is definitely much different. I've lost many um, uh, in life, uh, you know, my parents and siblings and, and many more. And I know how each one affected me. Um, but child loss is quite different than most. And, um, and it's a battle. But I just couldn't sit around and exist after my children died. I had to take this challenge and do something positive. And the positive thing was trying to help others through it and bring them closer to God. And, and I'm hoping that's what I do. I've, I've taken a lot of slack for it, too, even by some of the grieving parents. I've been, um, I've been uh, uh, hassled. I've been talked about. 
I've been, um, you know, a lot of people act like they're judge and jury. Is she scamming? Is she doing this? I've had so many rotten things said about me. Well, to scam, you have to be making some profit off it. There's no profit made here for anything. I do the show for free. My books, I make very little money. Actually, I owe money on them still. Um, and my foundations, uh, I don't make anything on. I don't receive money. And GoFundMe sites, these are what parents have already set up themselves. I just promote them for them and uh, send people to them to, to help them through these things. So, well, anyhow, I've read um, how everything changes. Um, now I'm going to talk a little bit how we cope with this. And then I'll be taking some calls and see what you have to say on the subject. <clears throat> and, um, you know, maybe do some readings and uh, we'll go from there. It, uh, it doesn't really matter who you are or what we do. From time to time, things go wrong. We can do our best to cover our bases, but sometimes it's just outside our control. What's important in these situations is not so much why bad things happen, but how we cope with them when they do happen. We've all been there. Have you ever had one of those stretches when it just was one thing after another? Sure you have, because it happens to everyone. No one's, like, uh, you know, immune to that. Well, that's why I'm writing about this, because I just went through it. I want to share some attitude tweaks that can help you cope next time the stuff hits the fan in your life. And I'm not just talking about loss. I'm talking about all of a sudden friends deserting you or people making fun of you or people walking away from you. So most of us uh, don't go around inviting unwanted trials into our lives. Still from time to time, we do need to cope with them. When we find ourselves in that kind of a situation, our attitude will definitely influence how we view the experience. Having the right attitude increases our ability to cope and our emotional resourcefulness. Nobody is immune, like I've said. Facts of life. There are potential pitfalls in every area of life and business. There are those that are man-made, including uh, anything from credit card fraud to identity theft and from deception and advertising to poor customer service. Uh, Facebook, <laughs> we get on there because we want to contact people. Sometimes the very people that we talk to are stabbing us in the back. Then there are other things like natural disasters, like flooding, which I was a, uh, I was also a um, victim of Hurricane Sandy not quite three years ago. I lost everything I owned. And there's earthquakes and, like I said, hurricanes. Let's face it, sometimes bad things just happen. <clears throat> when they do, you can easily turn your world upside down. But if we have the skills to cope with unexpected challenges, we can get through them without going bonkers. Excuse me one second, please. I just want to say, too, if you want to talk to me, hit the one uh, button so I know that you're in the queue, please. Okay, thank you. Okay. <clears throat> so, ways to cope when things happen. Ten ways to cope. Detach yourself emotionally sometimes. Most of the emotions that grow out of negative situations are negative. When you refuse to be engaged emotionally, the situation becomes emotionally neutral. This means you can cope with it rationally instead of reacting to it emotionally. This can also this also changes how the experience is recorded in your memory and nervous system. And of course, when it comes to that's life in general, not with loss, especially child loss, you can't really detach yourself um, emotionally. But you have to change the way you think about it. Um, you know, whether you believe in God, higher power, whatever you want to call him, I call him God. But that helps me through it, knowing that there's a bigger picture. Um, we all ask why, so forget about asking why sometimes. How many to say, why did this happen to me? Why my child? Um, you can ask why later. For now, focus on asking what's the best way to cope, and that's what it is with a challenge. It's about coping. 
your mind loves to solve problems by asking what's the best way to cope. You're telling your mind that there's a workable solution to be found. It will immediately go to work looking for the best, very best solution. This keeps you focused on creating a positive outcome. And you say to yourself, How, what positive outcome when I've lost kids? There's never going to be a positive outcome, but there's going to be a way to cope. Um, because, you know, there's two things you can do in life, live or die. And we have to find a new way of living. You have to look for the value in things. There's almost always some value in the challenging situations. The more we train ourselves to see the value in our every experience, the more resourceful we will be, and those experiences are challenging and unexpected. The truth is we grow from facing challenges more than we would without them. I know sometimes there are growing pains involved, but that's just tuition in the school of life. Number four, ask, ask for help. We all need to ask for help. We can always get ourselves out of a mess. We can't always get ourselves out of a mess. Don't be afraid to ask those who are more knowledgeable to help our direction and help in our, our direction. Most of the time, they're glad to help or at least point you in the right direction. For example, when regarding to running uh, a website or a show or whatever, uh, I'm not the most tech-savvy person around, so when I need help, I ask. The willingness of others to lend assistance is heartwarming. Number five, remember, things, some things in life are temporary. One way or another, you will get through it. Every situation has a conclusion. Even if it's not the conclusion you wanted, at least it will be over and you can start from there. If you have to rebuild some kind of aspect of your life, you'll probably do it better and faster than you did the last time. And again, this is life in general. Of course, losing a child is not temporary. It's forever. But we have to find a new way again, living, um, to go on living and helping others going through it too is what the point I'm trying to make. Number six, as long as you... You're at it. Upgrade. If something in your life falls apart, turn it into an advantage. One way to do it is by using your energy to upgrade rather than repair. Granted, this isn't always feasible, but when it is, provide you provides you with the opportunity to turn a setback into progress. So the end result will you excuse me. The end result will put you ahead of where you were, and that will mean that you're actually benefited from the experience. Well, like I said, life in general. Not really talking about child loss, but um. The way I've upgraded, I could have either chose to sit here and just waited to die, like many of us do do. And I mean, I have days I still feel like that. It's like, why bother? You know, especially when I get bashed or whatever on Facebook or people talking about me. But you have to kind of turn the other cheek sometimes and say, people that do that to other people have issues of their own. So you go on and be the best you can be. You can also, number seven, role play. It's an effective uh, tactic for removing yourself emotionally from a frustrating challenge, like recently me being bashed, like I said again. You can pretend that you have been called in to handle the situation because of your calm and logical demeanor. The person facing the challenge needs someone who is cool and co capable to cope with, and that's why you're there. You know, I did a couple shows after some of the stuff I went through, and I, I vented, and I had a couple... Well, I saw one grieving mother, or grandmother, actually say something about... Oh, you have anger issues, whatever. You know what? Intuitive, whatever. Yeah, of course I get angry. I'm human. I'm going to be angry. But, you know, when something was said, well, you know, you're in the public eye. And yes, I am. But I'm not a professional. I'm a, I'm a professional grieving mother because I've lost two kids. Oh, I understand that. It was something I read in a book. So if you want to call me a professional from that aspect. But I'm going through the same challenges you are. So I just wanted to say that I'm not a professional anything. I'm just someone who's taking lemons and making lemonade, like I've said a million times, 
and trying to do the best I can to survive too and help you uh, come on board with me to, to help survive the loss of your children. That's all I wanted to say on that. And number eight, a couple more things, and then we'll take calls. Um, take a rescue remedy. Maybe you've never heard of rescue remedy. Tell me, let me tell you, this is some good stuff. It's a flower remedy, uh, followed by Dr. Edward Bach. Flower remedies work on very simple level to, uh, to help with an array of emotional issues, as you can tell from the name rescue remedy. Is, is there, uh, is there to rescue during periods of emotional stress? But, there's other ways of doing things. We all need to learn to relax. Um, take a bubble bath, you know, close the door, play some music, something that you like. To me, that would be a rescue remedy. You don't have to go and take over-the-counter stuff, uh, you know, or even prescriptions. Uh, some may need it. Um, I don't begrudge anybody for doing that, but we all need to be rescued at times. So do what feels good for you, even if it's just for the moment. It, it kind of gives you your soul a lift. Number nine, laugh your way through some things. Sometimes things get so ridiculous that it's almost laughable. When this happens, go ahead and laugh. When you laugh at a stressful situation, it provides a healthy outlet for your emotions. Laughter is a much better way to release emotional stress and cope with challenge than anger is. Yep, you can laugh, but sometimes you can get angry. I mean, you're allowed to do that. These are very real emotions, and you've got to get things out. You know, you have to put some things to rest and... Uh, sometimes we go overboard, but welcome to uh, humanity. Welcome to the human experience that happens. Number 10, don't take things personal, which I've done at times um, because they were directed at me personally. But you know what? I got over it and I go on with my work. At times you can feel like you've been singled out to receive more than your share of hardships. Everybody faces more than enough challenges. The universe has not conspired against you. You're not alone. Sometimes bad stuff just happens. Taking, taking things personally just leads to excuses and blame and a whole host of other worthless thoughts and emotions. Don't ever go there. Just learn to cope with them and move on. And when we're talking about laughter, crying's good, too. They've actually shown that crying releases stress hormones, and uh, it's good for you. So if you need to take a cry, cry. There's no harm. God gave us our tears to wash the, the, the pains away. Learning to roll with the punches. I wish I could say that at some point... In our personal development, bad things will never happen again. That would be nice, wouldn't it? But I prefer to keep it real. How do you cope with the challenges you face? It's a lot about your emotional maturity and true nature. Learning a few simple skills to help you cope resourcefully will help you turn challenges into opportunities. Having a positive perspective in this area will go a long way toward improving the quality of this journey we call life. Okay, so that's something, you know, a script tonight. Uh, I just wanted to read to you something I came across, and... I uh, I felt like, uh, you know, needed to be said. So, anyhow, if you call into the show, um, the number here, again, is 1-347-838-9201. If you want to speak to me, you need to um, hit the one button, okay? And it will bring you into the queue. Uh, I don't see anybody in chat room tonight. So if you have any questions, um, you know, feel free to ask me. Okay, um, let's see what else we can do here. Um, you know, like I said before, it, it really is inevitable that, you know, um, eventually we all lose someone we love. You know, that's, that's part of life, and most people don't want to face that. And, uh, you know, it's even hard for me to face. I mean, you know, like I said, we all come, you know, are born, we all die. We all go back to where we came from. And it, it is a difficult road, you know. And uh, 
it's it's hard for us all to just think just don't think because someone's intuitive or or has this gift that they don't feel um they don't feel like you feel because we are human we 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 all you know we all go through something we all lose someone you know not everybody loses a child but we all lose a parent grandparents aunts uncles friends and like i said the the whole reason i read about the challenges tonight is that it's learning to cope with it. Um, you know, we all have to go through the grieving process, um, which is important. A lot of people think once you um, you leave the funeral parlor that you go home the next day and, okay, you start all over, and uh, it's not the way it works in life, you know? I mean, then the reality hits because everybody's home now, and everybody's going about what they normally do, you know, going back to their life, but... Where do we go back to? We go back to a different type of life. Living without whoever we lost that we loved or living without our children. And it's 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 really, really impossible at times. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a process. And, uh, you know, there's many ways of dealing with the process, but you have to go through the stages of it. You know, and <clears throat> they say... I've I've had shows before just on grief and the grieving process and what have you, and um, there's no right way or wrong way to grieve. We all grieve differently. Um, But you have to go through this process. Don't let anybody stop you from this. You need to vent. You need to get it out. You need to let people know what your feelings are because it's not good to bottle them up. All right. So, anyhow, I have a caller on the line. I'm going to see if they want to uh, add anything to the show or ask a question. It's area code uh, 303. The last four numbers are 4660. Hold on, please. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. I was just calling to listen, calling to listen in. Oh, that's okay. Um, would you like to ask anything or add anything? I don't know if you know what the show is about. Um, no, I, did, I didn't we're see talk- the whole thing. Okay, it's about when the going gets tough, the toughs get going, and life challenges. You know, my show is about signs our loved ones send us, and uh, I do readings, and I have a lot of times other intuitives on that, that read people, bring bringing loved ones through, and it's about grief. Uh, a lot of people call us like, well, am I going to get a man? Well, I don't know. Am I going to get one? <laughs> That's not what I do here. Uh, hello. Yeah. If I could do that, cha-ching, I'd be with yeah. George Clooney right now. You know? yeah, grief, is, grief, grief is very tough. I've- Definitely. Yes, yes, it is. Well, why don't you talk to her? I mean, I, I guess you didn't want to talk. I didn't realize. Sometimes people no, press okay. the cue I'll and don't realize. So <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about your story. First of all, what's your first name? My name's Joanne. Megan Suan. Oh, that's great. I like the name Meg. Jo- that was my late daughter's jo- name. Joanne. Oh, Megan Joanne. Joanne. Okay. Okay. No, no, oh, it's no, Joanne? It's oh. Joanne. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I, so you said Megan Joanne. I'm sorry. No. Okay. And where are you from? You don't have to tell the town, but what state are you from? I'm from Denver. Denver, Colorado? Yes. Oh, great. Cool, cool. I have some friends out there. Um, so t- tell me a little bit of your story. What, is, what have you faced in life? What are some of the challenges? And oh, you don't have to go into detail, but lost, spill your beans. Spill the beans. I lost my father a few years ago, and it's been, mm-hmm. it's been tough. We were very close. Um, right. Sorry to hear that. Lost a, uh, my son's ex-girlfriend lost a baby in a car accident. Uh, she was 20 weeks pregnant. That's been a little tough. Oh my goodness! Uh, oh wow! 
and then I have a, you know, that I'm, was a granddaughter, and I have another granddaughter on the way in September. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's right. been a little tough, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Pick up your bootstraps and try to keep going, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Have you ever listened to my show before? On? No, I just I just saw a bliss, brief glimpse of it, so I thought I'd call and listen in. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I've been on for almost two years. I, uh, well, I read in the beginning. I'm I'm an author now, a best-selling book on life, and I am an intuitive, which I've been my whole life, but just came out at 60 uh, to the general population on my show. Do it for free um, on the show, and a lot personally, I've never taken a penny for it yet. I figured it's a gift from the Lord. I've lost many, including a son and daughter uh, in their 20s, uh, one four years ago and one uh, 13, dyslexic fibrosis. Oh, I'm sorry, um, and I've lost two nephews in the past two years, uh, in the 20s, one in 2132. My kids are 22 and 28, and my husband, son, father-in-law, all within nine months, uh, four years ago. And one lot of friends, so parents, brother and sister. So I, my list goes on and on, which is in my book on Amazon uh, called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. Anyhow, it's not about selling the book. It's about helping other people through the grieving process and... I am uh, going to be 62. I have multiple sclerosis. Uh, my children had cystic fibrosis, two different illnesses. So I, I talk on the show about these things, and um, I try to let people know. Like, like tonight is about the challenges that we all face, challenges in life, and um, it sounds like you've had a few of your own. Um, you know, uh, the grandchild. I'm so so very sorry. Child loss for a grandparent or a parent is really one of the worst things that you can experience. And I can say that because I've lost parents and siblings and husband and not taking away from any other grief because it all hurts. But child loss is a very different category. Do you agree? Yeah, it's not right. No, it isn't. Not it. Isn't. And you know what? And I also talk about, you know, yes, I lost my kids to a very horrible, horrific disease, but I lost two nephews to drug overdoses. I have friends that have lost kids in accidents, murder, uh, many different ways. But uh, the bottom line is the loss of a child is that's what we're working together here because we've all lost a child. It doesn't really matter how we all have our story, you know, but that, that grief is so deep and it's so hard to face that challenge of life and to crawl out of that hole. And uh, so my show gives a people place event because i don't know if you felt now you said your your daughter was uh how old was the grandchild she was pregnant with the grandchild when she died or yeah she was pregnant with the grandchild uh, it was a traffic yeah. accident she didn't survive the impact of the airbags yeah, oh my goodness was, oh, i'm so so sorry yeah she was 20 weeks old. How, how is your daughter cope how does she cope with the loss how, how is she coping it was, well with my son's ex-girlfriend and it was a oh okay i'm bad, sorry it was a bad situation so uh, not a lot of information coming there. You know, she's yeah. looking at it like, well, now at least I don't have to deal with, you know, the mm-hmm. guy again. Now what? I'm sorry, honey? She's happy that she doesn't have to deal with my son anymore, so. Oh, really? So she didn't, yeah, she did was, she seem to grieve the loss of the child? I think so, but then she, in the, you know, on the other hand, she's like, well, God opened, you know, another door and it maybe was just a way of me mm-hmm. not having to share custody, and it's like that is so selfish to me. But yeah, you know, some but, people handle things so ridiculous. Um, some yeah. people think uh, speak before they speak, and you know sometimes we take it wrong. But you know what? There's also some pretty damn evil people out there too. You know that that yeah. just don't <laughs> seem to care. I found that out recently. I had people that I've helped over the years, long before I lost my kids, and. 
then I found out, and it's getting to the point where Facebook, if I didn't have to use it for promoting the show and what have you, which I do for free. I pay for my own show to help people, so I do everything as a volunteer. But I wouldn't even use it because I see, I'm see i seeing people's true colors on this now, you know. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's out of jealousy, you know, or they think I'm rich because I got a talk show. Uh-uh. No, sorry. I'm not. I'm not. Believe me, I'm struggling too, you know. And um, you wonder sometimes why people react the way they do, but you have to look when people do these, have these reactions that there's something really wrong with themselves, you know. Yeah. And uh, it can it can make grief worse, and and you know, and many things in life it makes you feel worse because you know you wonder like why are they doing this? Why are they saying this? And sometimes we take it to heart, you know. Um, have you ever? Um, what do you feel about intuitives? I mean, I'm a Christian woman. I grew up in the church. My father worked for the Episcopal Church. And um, what do you feel about the gift of intuitiveness? Oh, I think there's just fabulous gifts out there. I think there's so many. The intuitiveness, the the psychics, the mediums. I I just. Mm-hmm. I think. Have you um Have you ever gone to see one? Have you ever had an experience with it, or have you ever wanted I, to, or or, or do you have, have a little a bit of a gift yourself? I, I, well, I think I do, but I don't, you know, it's, after I lost my dad, I lost a lot of, um, I, I think I closed my work self off to it, and I'm trying to get that back. Um, I've how, how long ago did you lose your father, like in the past couple of years? It's been uh, three years, just a little over three years. Three years, okay, all right. And Yeah, I'm I, having a little uh, tough time hearing you. I don't know whether it's an echo or something, but I'm sorry. So you lost him about three years ago. Okay. So did you feel that you needed to go uh, speak to someone after this or just said, well, this is what happened, now i got to deal with it? Or what did you feel? Yeah, he came to visit me. And and, uh, when I was a child, I... So you did have a visit. Yeah. And, you know, when my great-grandmother died, I remember her coming to visit me, and I saw her. Mm -hmm. I saw um, ghosts on our family ranch. We had a spirit Mm -hmm. that lived in the house we lived in. So, I mean, it's... It's all uh, a, a, a good spirit. I mean, because I'm I yeah. I'm not into like the the paranormal things and the the. I mean, I have a lot of things. My kids have come to me. They've appeared to other people. Um, uh, actually, that's when I came out. I've had the gift, like I said, my whole life, and scared the heck out of me. You know, and my dad working for the church and saying, "Oh, and this is evil," blah blah blah. But I actually have a, um, a fellow by the name of. Um, Kevin um, um, Schopel, who comes on my show, he co-hosts with me quite often. He's a Baptist deacon who recognizes my gift and actually wrote a book about the truth about psychics and spiritual gifts. He happened to be at a Bible camp as a teenager and fell in love with this girl who happened to be psychic at a Bible camp, Baptist Bible camp. Who would have thunk, as they say, right? <laughs> and then years later, he ends up marrying a woman who turns out to be also intuitive. So he says, hmm, what's going on here? I grew up as a Baptist, and you don't want to do this, you know. But yet he was shown proof, and he says, and then he studied the Bible, and he actually, his book has many quotes. He quotes stuff. He He's very, very literate with the Bible. Uh, I can say something on the show, and he knows exactly what part of the Bible to go to. And, and a lot of people think in the Bible, I don't know what your background is. It's none of my business, but are you a Christian? It doesn't matter, Christian, Jewish, whatever. We all have our faith, yeah. you know, different, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, a lot of people don't want to recognize the gift because they say, oh, it's evil. Well, you know what? Summing spirits, Ouija boards, stuff like that, that's to me evil. I don't do the crystal balls, the tarot cards, none of that garbage. That's not me. I've had some tutors on the show, and as soon as they bring it up, I said, sorry. 
don't do that. I don't go there. I, the true gift from God is a gift. Like when we, I think most of us have had appearances or signs um, from our loved ones, okay, which is what letting my show is. And after my daughter's death, almost immediately, she died on Mother's Day, 2002 of all days, and she immediately started showing me signs, and it made me, brought me to where I am now. And then when my son passed eight years later, I was getting more and more and more, and then I started going to see intuitives, and I'm like, and they were telling me things that nobody knew, and I said, you know what, I, intuitive, really, we don't read ourselves, we can get signs. We need to go to somebody else to really talk to, just like anybody else. Like a doctor gets sick, they go to another doctor. Intuitive goes to another intuitive, okay? I get crazy things. Actually, if you are on Facebook, uh, I'll I'll give you my name, Peggy S.M.N.E.C. You can friend me, and I have a page on it. I have video, I have audio, and I'm not talking about paranormal hauntings in general. I'm talking about personal experiences on my kids' birthdays and holidays and or beyond orbs, I have face. You, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff I've I've, uh, I've been allowed. That the Lord has allowed me to say, and I share with others. And nothing's photoshopped, and nothing is. Uh, I had it on my show one night. My son's voice came through and said, "Ma, I almost had a heart attack." <laughs> I had something to do. It doesn't mean it doesn't scare the the, the bejesus out of me. Type. I'm human too, you know. So tell me uh, a little bit, Joanne. Uh, Joanne. Joanna is there? Joanne. Joanne. Joanne, tell me some of your experiences. Um, you said they've appeared to you. Did they talk with you, or you just saw them, or tell, 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 share with my audience if you don't. Do you mind when, doing this, or no, 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 no? When my okay. great grandmother died, uh, she was ninety-six, I think. I was about um, eight when she passed, and I remember mm-hmm. her. We were uh, staying in her house, and mm-hmm. I remember her coming in and pulling the covers up and laying down beside me and talking to me and mm-hmm. uh, telling me everything was going to be fine. And so we went, she laid down and went to sleep with me. And I remember waking up in the morning worried that I was going to knock her out of bed, and she was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Wow. And did you feel her touch? And, did you feel her touch or did you? Yes. I, did, it was like she was right there. I mean, she, uh-huh. she was living. She was complete, you know? And right, then, exactly. Uh, that was about a week after she passed. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, a family ranch in Nampa, there was uh, seven, eight, nine, I saw uh, old ranch hands, ghosts. Mm-hmm. You know, it was no longer a working ranch at that time. Right. Um, I used to do after travel when I was a kid. I just you used it. to do what, I'm sorry? After travel where you fly out of your body. And I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. Your, your phone is not very clear. I'm sorry, honey. When when you uh, fly out of your body? Oh, astro astro travel. Astro, yes, that yeah. happened. That's happened. To, yes, it's happened to many people. I, so tell me about that. I used, I used to do it all the time, and then I would tell my mom about it, and she told me not to do it anymore because I could get stuck out of my body. So it scared me. <laughs> Did you? I mean, you didn't do it intentionally, right? No, I could just relax and. About. Well, I knew you had a gift, because so you know, you noticed when you called in, I said to you, I, I just said to you in the beginning, I don't know if you heard me, being intuitive, I'm also um, empath- uh, empathetic, I can feel things, you know, and I felt that you mm-hmm. do have somewhat of a gift yourself, and I think you know that, right? I do, I just don't know how to go about really... Well, you know what, just believe in the Lord, he'll, he'll show you the way, you know? There was parts of my gift that I didn't care for, um... 
that bothered me, and I was told by another intuitive, like, well, just ask the Lord to tell him. I don't like that part of it, you know. I mean, I, I could. There were times that I would go into a social situation, and I'm reading people, and not just the signs, but actually almost like mind reading. And I was like, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> I said, oh, I, I doubted my sanity. I mean, and so did everybody else around me at times. I didn't tell a lot of people. Um, right. When I finally came out, you know, at 60 years old to everybody, friends of mine said, Peg, when you were a kid, you always did stuff, you know, and like we always knew you had something. And I'm like, well, I didn't realize the people around me realized that. I didn't even realize. I'm like, I thought I was nuts. You know, actually, I found peace when I finally came out and, and who I am, intentionally who God made me to be, you know, and as long as the, this gift is helping others and not hurting anyone, I see no harm in that. I see no harm because that's, that's when you know it's a gift from the Lord. Right. And that's one thing I don't hide. If you don't like the way I am, well, that's too bad, you know, my beliefs are my beliefs. Yeah. I was just no, saying to somebody tonight, the, the old saying, like it or lump it, you know, very easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, my very family simple. and women all have uh, dreams before something happens. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. dream about it. I have the same thing happen. Um, mm-hmm. Right before my dad had a major stroke, my great uncle came in a dream and told me everything was going to be fine. And they didn't, you know, I was just kind of coming back to my beliefs and whatnot, growing old enough to know that, you know, my mom wasn't mm-hmm. right about all those things. I wasn't going to become, you know, an invalid. What, what did you do? Did you grow up, like, in the Catholic stuff. Church or Protestant? What were you? Did you mind me asking? Uh, my dad was Catholic, but we didn't go to church a lot because there were some issues there. And mm-hmm. uh, just, just have my own personal beliefs. Right. And so, you know, I'm just kind of trying to slowly get back to, you know, what do what gifts do I have? You know? Mm-hmm. How, how old are you, Joanne? How, how old are you, Joanne? In your 50s? 54. 54? Yeah. 54, okay. Well, look at me. I'm, I'm going to be 62 in September, and I just came out two years ago, so it's never too yeah. late, sweetheart. <laughs> no, just, did you um? Did you fear this? Did you fear the astral planning um, or more fear of what people would think of you if you, you told them about this? What was your biggest only, fear about it? I only feared it because my mom told me I was going to get stuck and I was going to be able to get back to my body. It never scared me. And what did she um, did she experience uh, any of this herself? Did she uh, do the astral planning herself, maybe? No. No, okay. All right. Just I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, now, let me ask you another question. Did you ever go for a reading? Not in person, no, I've not. That, well, what do you mean not in person? Did you, like, call up the shows, like, mine, I and to get one? or? I called once. They had Chuck the Psychic Cop on, and he blew me away. <laughs> really? Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, let me ask you a question, because I think you may get one right now, whether you like it or not. Who's Joseph? Do you have a Joseph in your life? There's, uh... It doesn't matter if they're on the other side. The messages I get are either for here or someone that's within your circle. There's a Joseph that's passed, a Joe. Okay, a, a relative like an uncle? Yeah. Okay, was it your uncle? I have a great uncle that was an Uncle Joe. Okay, okay, it must be him coming but through. Because he's been whispering in my ear, Joe. Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. Was he kind of funny? Like a little yeah. offbeat? Yeah. Hard to understand at times, like 
try to be funny, but like a wise guy kind of funniness with him, because that's what I'm getting. I want to make sure I got the right Joseph here. No, he was, he like was a lot of people couldn't take very, eccentric, a little eccentric. You know. That's what I'm saying, offbeat, offbeat okay. sense of humor. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's why I got here. Okay, what does Joseph want you to know? Let me see what he gives me, because I call myself the puzzle psychic. We put it together, and I usually tell anybody, and I don't like to call myself a psychic. I call myself intuitive, okay? I don't know why. I just don't like the word that much, okay? Um, <laughs> all right, I know it's being like tit for tat type of thing, but it's no biggie. Um, I asked you, do you have a pencil and paper nearby? Because if something doesn't mean something now, it may mean something in the future. Or I've had people like call the show the next week, like kept saying, no, 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 no. And it's like, and all of a sudden they had an Oprah aha moment. And it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm like, okay, you know. Actually, I did a reading a couple weeks ago on the show. This is kind of funny. I don't mention names, but, and I'm not going to say the names of them or the person I brought through. But I kept saying a certain name to her. Her, her. One of her children had passed. I'm going to say the sex of the child. And and I kept saying, she's telling me so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. And the woman goes, nope, 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 no. Nope. I know the person that name, but nope, nope, nope. Well, she contacted me privately and said she had been having an affair for five years with this guy. <laughs> but no more. I said, she goes, but I didn't want to say it on the show in case anybody knew me and was listening. <laughs> and so we kind of giggled about it. I said, well, they know all on the other side. <laughs> don't kill Mother Nature, you know. <laughs> I don't sit there with the crown in my imperial margarine, you know. But, um, yeah, it's kind of funny because I get that a lot, you know. I've had friends of mine even that, like, for instance, I have a friend that recently bought this this older antique lamp. And we're just talking. We talk like every day. And I didn't know about it. And I said, uh, your son's here, and he's talking about the lamp, and I describe it to a T. She goes, you are, like, unbelievable. She sends me pictures. She goes, I don't even know why I bought this. I went on Craigslist. I saw it. I didn't need a lamp. She goes, but I bought it. And she goes, I can't believe you. <laughs> I mean, I freak my friends out sometimes. Too. I freak me out sometimes. <laughs> but... Um, you know, and a lot of times, too, hon, Joanne, on my show, I've helped people with the gift. Um, where, like you, you said, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to use it. I don't know if I'm supposed to use it. I want to get in tune with it. And I've kind of helped people through that, you know. I think just, you know, do do some deep breathing exercises. Like you said, you meditate to astral plane. Um, no one gets stuck. It, you know what? My my I call my old drunken uncle, which he was. My dad's one of my dad's brothers. <laughs> he used to go. He have a couple cans of shaver and go. When your numbers up, your numbers up. No one's gonna get stuck. When your numbers up, God's gonna take you take you there. Okay, we're all going there. We all came from there. So don't worry about that. I mean, if you feel that you did, I don't know if you enjoyed it. You know what? I we really have not discussed astral planning a lot on the show. I've I've had it happen. My sister had it happen. Who's really not even into this? Didn't know what the heck was going on. Can you? Would you share a little bit? Of, would you mind sharing that? I mean, I hope no. you don't mind. You came in to listen, no, but no. share this with it's, me. Share this with me. I love it. You know, the last time I did it, I was probably nine or ten, and mm-hmm. I could take a if I could take a bath if, if I was in water. I could mm-hmm. just totally relax. It just totally, 100% relaxed me. And I remember I would just be floating out of my body. And mm-hmm. I was looking down, and, you know, I would go further and further out, and 
and then I would come back. You know, so I really never went too far. Did you away. did you go like to heaven, or did you you never saw anything on the other side? No, I just because I wasn't sure what I was doing, so mm-hmm. I was just you know I would be like above my body and and right above the house, so like an NDA, like a near death experience. Yeah. Right. I guess. Right. That, right. Yeah. Without dying. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know enough about it. Nobody would tell me about it. That was about all I would right. do. And then, was, then I would come back. And sometimes. Well, I you know, like we, people think we're human, which we're, we are. We are spirits just having a human experience. That's all. You know, right. and uh, people just don't seem to get it. They don't want to listen because they're, they're afraid of it. You know. They they're afraid of it. A lot of people are very frightened by it, you know. So, um, you know, I tell people, don't be so afraid. I'm afraid about not coming back. Now, like I said, listen to my old drunken uncle. When your number's up, your number's up. (laughs) 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 I never thought I'd ever refer to my drunken uncle and listen to his words of advice. (laughs) The the words from a Schaefer can, you know what I'm saying? They don't even make Schaefer anymore. Um, okay, so we I brought your Uncle Joe through, okay? I want to see if there's a message for you. Now, you, you, like I said, do you have a pencil and paper? I do. Okay. Like I said, if it doesn't mean anything, put it down, write it down, and then you may call me next week, or I'll give you, like I said, I'll give you my uh, Facebook if you want to join me, send you to my science page, whatever you want to see, and, uh, okay. you know, whatever. And, uh... Um, and say, oh, my gosh, Peg, I can't believe it. Just like that lady that was having the affair at that time. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe I do this. You know, people go, well, you hear voices? I said, huh? Wait, shut up. I'm hearing somebody. No, no, no. <laughs> I also joke. No, I don't hear voices. I don't. I really don't. I. It's like they call the third eye. I don't get all crazy technical, you know, with the chakras and the short third eye. You know, I believe in a lot of this stuff, but I don't understand it. You know, it's just a gift. You know, I'm just I'm just plain old Peg. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm not <laughs> Teresa Caputo, even though I, I've done Teresa Caputo's on people. Walk up to people out of the blue and scare the bejesus out of them. Um, okay, let's see what Joe's trying to tell me. Joe is showing me cars, cars, lots of cars. Was he into old cars? Was he a car salesman? No. Okay, who's who's who was into the antique cars? That I don't know. You don't know. Write it down. That's why you got the pencil and paper. Okay. I'm seeing a Mustang in particular. Who has a who has a Mustang? Who had a Mustang? My brother. My brother has Your a brother. Mustang. My my mom and dad. Your brother a has a Mustang now? Yeah. Okay. Um, why the name is coming up? William, Bill. Who's William or Bill? Do you know? Um, uh, my I have a cousin and I have a grandfather that was named William, and a cousin that. Okay, was named so we, there we go. We I've got your uncle Joe here, and of course William's on the other side, right? My grandfather, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I would assume. Okay, so I got William got here with me now. Still here. And the cousin's still here. Okay, like sometimes when I mention names, it could be for the other, you know, this side too. So I've got William here, and i got Joe here. So, see, they, they like to come in pairs, you know? Um, okay, now, is how is Joe related to William? Is there any relationship? Brother. Oh, they're brothers. No wonder they're coming through together. Mm, there we go. Not everybody has a Joe and William that are brothers, <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, they're both standing here, and, they're, and he, he was telling me about the Mustang. That's just a validation, the Mustang? 
um, you know, saying that they see what goes on. So, in other words, William's son has the Mustang? Uh, his Who grandson. Has his grandson, okay. Yeah, my brother. Okay, I'm seeing blue. Why am I seeing blue and red? What color is this Mustang? Red. Red. Why am I seeing blue, too? I'm seeing, They're showing me the colors blue and red. It could have been a black Mustang. could have been a white. Yeah, they're showing me blue and red. Mm. Not getting it? Write it down, hon. Like no, I said, yeah, it only means red. something to you. It's all validations. Yeah. All right. Um, who had the slight car accident recently? Uh, whether a fender bender. Uh, that would be the son's girlfriend that lost the baby. Oh, the one with the baby. Oh, I totally forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't even... Th- you know, I totally forgot we were even talking about that before. Honest to goodness. Okay, okay, and she's the one who lost the baby. Oh, okay, that makes sense now, okay, because they're saying fender bender, fender bender. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, what, I don't know what the other car was, but the other car left blue on her car, which was black. Oh, there you go. There's your message. Yeah, they were bringing the Mustang through the red Mustang, and then the blue was the car that with the fender bender that hit the car. Yeah. Okay, so there, there's a, that's one of the messages there. Of course, the baby passed, and the baby's with them. Was it a little girl? Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah, they're showing me pink. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Was she buried? Did you have a funeral for her? Was she buried, no. like, with one of somebody in the family, or what did they do? Cremate her? Or? No, she, well, she, she was only 20 weeks pregnant, so... Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's completely lost the baby yet or not. The baby is dead. Right. No, I know, I know. But what I'm saying, they didn't have a service or anything like that, right? Not that I know of. I don't know if she's going to even tell us, you know, okay. she was All right. if the baby hadn't passed. So I don't know. All right. Well, the you know, like I said, these uh, the reading I'm just giving you, I've got your grandfather and the grandfather's brother, and I brought the, the grandson's car through. Um, not everybody has a Mustang, so you know they're with me, no. okay? It's just a validation <laughs> to you. Just a validation. Um, um, actually, I have another caller wants to ask a question. Would you mind holding on? I'll keep you on the yeah, line with no us. Problem. Would you mind? No I, yeah, I like no having problem. you on. You're, you're, you're my co-host today, girlfriend, whether you want to <laughs> or not. Because <laughs> I want to hear more about your story, because I think it's very interesting, okay? Okay. Let me see what our caller has here. Okay, it's area code 812. And actually, I'm going to see. Maybe I can bring you out. Maybe I can bring you out to do a reading. We'll see. Okay, let's try this. All right? Don't be afraid. I mean, if you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. No biggie, all right? You there? Okay. Joanne, hold on. It's area code 812. Last four numbers, 4507. First name and where you're from. Hi. Good Patty. evening. Hello. Hi, Hi Marcia. How are you? I'm all right. Mar- Marcia's one of my friends in my grieving group. She knows about my gift, right? Yes, I do. And you are very Yes, she does. Marcia, this is Joanne. She's a newcomer Hi. to the show. Just called in well, for the heck of it. Well, welcome. <laughs> so, Marcia, what would you like to share? I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but I, I did kind of a monologue tonight. And I'm glad okay. Joanne called, and I'm glad you called in. Um, uh, not many people want to talk tonight, uh, and, and actually nobody is on chat tonight, so everybody must be uh, on vacation. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, but um, that's okay, because chat drives me crazy at times. Um, Marsha, um, tell us some of your stories. Uh, you have some of your own stories, right? Marsha, you have somewhat of a gift, right? I do. I see lights. Um, 
And I started seeing them after my mom's death. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm able to, like, lay hands on people and say prayers, and it helps them. It's like a healing right. gift. Um, yeah, we all come with a different... Yeah, yeah at first definitely. I was afraid of it. I was like, what is this? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I would just suggest that um, anybody who's endowed with a gift that they haven't been born with, that comes later on in life, just pray about it and, and say prayers of protection. Um, oh, definitely. Prayers you. are very yeah. important. Yeah, because pray there are dark it. energies out there. Yep. Yes. There are dark energies. And I'm sorry if you girls hear a beep because I do my show through my phone because I don't like doing it through my board because it screws up sometimes. And someone, everybody knows my show is Tuesday night. Someone's trying to call me and I'm not answering it. So if you hear a beep, it's me. It's not one of our loved ones coming through. <laughs> okay. Oh, so anyhow, honey. <laughs> Yeah, 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 honey, that's right. It we could didn't be. know you had, Peg. Oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> Whoops, there it is. No. Yeah, so maybe tonight, I don't believe, um, you know, Marsha, you know I do a lot of my shows about synchronicity. There's reasons you're calling in, just like Joanne tonight. There's a reason she's calling in. Uh, we're at the right place at the right time always, okay? I truly, truly, really, I can stake my, my life almost on it. That um oop I died no I'm kidding um <laughs> no I, I that that we're all supposed to be at the place we are at the moment that we are so Joanne there is no coincidence that you called in there's only God incidences God led you to the show maybe because Joanne he wants to bring your gift out you know um Marcia can can see if you can pick up anything on Joanne uh, are you picking up anything because I just gave her a reading I brought her grandfather and her grandfather's brother through with some specifics can you feel anything with her. Do you mind, Joanne? Joanne, you're still with us, right? Yes, Yeah, I don't hear you, Joanne. There she is. Uh, yeah, I don't hear you very well. Now, if you got the show on the background, you can always go to the archive because it will do an echo. So if you're Here, doing it better? through the phone, it's... Yeah, that's better. Okay. Uh, I'm going to see what Marsha can pick up with you, okay? And let's see let's see if we can bring you out a little bit to see what you can do, okay? So let's start with Marsha. Marsha, what are you getting with her, anything? You know, remember, we don't ask for it. God gives it to us, so we don't, ha- we don't look right. for it. And it's all glory to God. Um, it, whatever yes. gift Amen. that we, we may be endowed with or, I mean, talents, it, it's all praise be to God. Um, yes, I, I I see um, cars. Um, you see the cars too. I do. Wow! And were you listening to the show when I said that? I don't. A what? I, I called in late. <laughs> okay, so you hear this? You hear this, Joanne? She's picking up on the cars too. I did too. She just lost somebody close in a car because of a car accident. Oh my! So what are you picking up with the cars? I see red. Um, I see a muscle car. Um, there we go. That's one I just picked up on. <laughs> I'm not sure, um, I'm thinking I'm seeing a horse, maybe Mustang. Exactly. That's what I just said. She got it, too. She got it, too. That's the grandson's car of the people that I brought through, the son and the grandson. Oh, my God. So yeah, I said brother. I said a Mustang and I said red. Yep, she wow. got it too, and she she hadn't even called into the show yet. 
Okay. So we got that. So the Joe and 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 William must be around you too because they're showing that that red Mustang. Okay. I picked up on another car, and then she told me that there was that color paint. It was what a hit and run. You said, Joanne. No, no, no. It was uh, the girl was in a black car, and the car that hit her was blue. Um, okay, that's what I'm saying. I was picking up on blue. Okay, try not to offer too information because we want to try to get this reading. Okay, so there's a validation there. Um, okay, because I saw blue after I said the, the Mustang, and then I said I'm seeing red and blue, and she said red was the Mustang, and then blue was the paint from the car that hit the uh, the person in, that was driving that where the where the person was lost. Okay. And the, and the pink indicates a female. That's, that's okay, the I'm pink. Saying. I brought the pink yeah. through too. The pink was the child that was a, little, a baby, an unborn baby that was lost. Aww. Okay, yeah. so she she pretty much got the same thing as me. Pretty much got the same thing as me. I think um, William and 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 Joe, I said, are telling us that um, the baby's with them. You know, because even if they're not born, they're they're still they still come here for a while, unborn or not. You know, as right. soon as they, at conception, the soul is there. I'm sorry, they don't even have to take that for the soul is there. You know, they can't be moving around without a soul inside of a mom. You know, even if before they're moving, you don't feel it. So I think they're they're trying to console you, Joanne, and saying that you, it was your it would have been your granddaughter that right. they have her with them. That you know they're cradling her because we, Marsha and I, pretty much did see the same thing. You know, well, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And, Marsha, I don't know. if The show tonight was about challenges. I read. I actually read a script tonight. Do you believe that? Because I'm a free spirit, baby, you know? I hate Ashbury. No, I'm kidding. Never did a drug in my life. I probably, probably needed to. Probably still need to. No, but, it. no, I did. I usually kind of wing my show. But tonight I did read a script on life. And it was about more like life challenges. That For everything that we're, we all come with challenges. And I kind of read 10 steps on how to deal with these challenges because, you know, we all need to cope um, some way, you know, um, especially us, anybody who's going to grieve, grieving parent, grandparent, whatever you're grieving, we all need to find a coping mechanism, and that's um, trying to do more of helping people find their destiny, find their way once they've lost loved ones, you know, because we're all going to go through it, you know. And you've seen some, uh, Marsha's on my page, Joanne. And I know I talk too much. I'll put a zipper on in a minute, but I'm a talk show host. What can I tell you? Go figure. Um, but but anyhow, Marsha's on my page. She's seen many people bash me. Uh, you either love me or you hate me. There ain't no medium in between. You've seen it, Marsha, how people come on and they degrade me and call me a scammer. Scamming what? What am I scamming? You know what I'm saying? I ain't taking no money. How am I scamming anybody? You know, you and these like are people it, that have scammed up. me. Huh? If you don't like it, hang up. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not even people calling into the show. No, I'm talking oh, people just Facebook. writing stuff on yeah. Facebook in general. Yeah, oh, people, yeah. I really, nobody's really condemned me. Maybe a couple that have come on, but, you know, I have a button that I can just hang up. But I'm I'm very into constructive criticism. We all need to uh, kind of see things in our lives, but no one needs to be mentally abused. And I, I've actually been mentally abused on my own Facebook page. But I don't, you know, and, and I've gotten angry. But you know what? I'm letting it go. It's over. Got it off my chest. Done. See ya. You know, move on. I'm going to do what God set me up to do. That's an yes. Too. Exactly. Um, yeah. I I think sometimes when they think you're you know think they know you're intuitive, 
Except I, I get called to be a fraud with that. I'm a fraud. Okay. Why don't we tell them how many people I've read? And I, I don't know. People think I set this all up. I don't know people from where, where you, one's you're Indiana, one's in Florida, California. I don't know these people calling my show. I never met this lady, Joanne, tonight. She just called in by a fluke, but, you know, God sent her here. I don't know her. And all of a sudden, I bring her the grandfather and the grandfather's brother and the color of the car and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, let people think I make it up because there's enough people out there now validating what I do is real. You know, and I'm not profiting, but what am I profiting for? I, I'm not making any money. I have a You're site, yeah, that I keep telling to charge, but I haven't done it yet. I I, I have not charged anyone. <laughs> no one. You, Hello. Surrounded, Peg, you've been surrounded by a lot of losses in your life, and yes. I don't know if there's a connection with the amount of loss or if, I mean, it's been thrown out there that we agreed, like, a, as a blueprint with God to come here and go through some of the trials and trips that mm -hmm. we are going through on the earthly plane. And right. I'm thinking, really, I signed up for this somewhere? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I yeah hello. Did I really sign up for this? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. How, do you think I, I mean, Marsha, you know my deal with all the losses and so close. You, I really say, if anybody would question the plan, it should be me. Not putting myself above anybody because I don't. Okay, I'm right there in the middle with all everyone else, you know. I don't I don't have the egos. I don't have it. I don't have it. Yeah, you piss me off, I'm gonna tell you you're pissing me off. <laughs> yes, I get angry. I'm not God, people. I'm intuitive, but I'm not God. I you know what? God gets angry too. Where do you think thunder comes from? No, I'm kidding. No, but it's it's an emotion. It's an emotion. I'm allowed. And this was said by somebody that I've helped. And and all of a sudden, one minute she loves me, and the next minute she's bashing me. So obviously she, you know, has some issues herself, and I'm not going to point the finger or talk about her. But I was kind of like, wow, yeah. saying, wow. Like, well, then what's wrong besides the losses? Some, you know, i got to explain something to you, too, guys, um, and not you, just my audience in general. Some people had issues way before they've lost kids or family or friends. Some people just had issues prior to that, and it just, uh, it, you know, um, accelerates. It it, 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 it makes it worse, of course. And you know, sometimes when people lash out like that, I, I don't lash out. I, I wouldn't even say retaliate. I, I speak my piece to defend my dignity, the dignity, you know, to who I am. I'm a, It's not about like, oh no, you can't say that about me. You know, yeah, I'm. Not a professional. I'm a lady that lost kids that's trying to help other people. I never claimed it. Marsha, have you ever heard me say I'm a professional anything? Except oh, no. lover, guys. So, oh, George Clooney, could you please call me, okay? No, I'm kidding. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hello. If George, if you're out there, okay? The hell with that woman you're with. You don't want her. You know, you don't know me. No. <laughs> so I get blessed with a little bit of humor, too. Um, but, you know, what I'm saying is that... Uh, I don't ask for anything, and, you know, I hurt. People forget. I didn't lose just one child. I've lost two. I had them for 22 and 28 years. It hurts like hell. I had one daughter. My oldest child died, you know, left a four- and seven-year-old behind. She had two children of her own, okay, and I'm alienated from the daughter, you know. I speak about some of my personal stuff on here. You know, you get people saying, well, you've got other kids. Well, you know, my other kids are not the ones that I lost. They were kids, too. Like, hello. 
you know, yeah. but I don't, you know what, I don't disclose everything in my personal life because I got a lot more pain than you realize. There's a lot more stuff going on, too. Yeah, people only know half of it, you know. They they think they know my whole story. They don't know everything. Yeah, they know I was a victim of Hurricane Sandy a year after my husband and son died, and I lost on top of it, lost everything I owned. They know the, the big picture, they think, they, but they don't know the total picture. There's a lot more to it. Right. And I just don't, I, I don't choose to disclose it, you know. So, well, and I'm not going to sit and... Peg, is mm-hmm. that you, you have taken these really hard life lessons and turn them around and, and try to make something positive to help others, not to mm-hmm. benefit or, you know, get rich uh, for mm-hmm. God's sake. You know, and, and what you've done is, is shown your soul and spirit to be uh, highly giving and comforting for others. And that's, that's a, tr- a true gift. And yes, right. That's come what I tried to do. A lot of loss and pain, and and I'm sorry for that. I really am. But um, I mean, we we've all been. We got we've all got our stories. You know, of, yeah, of we what do. We've been through. Um, but if you learn from it, if it makes you a better person, um, yes, that's where you should go. Not not all this bashing BS. Well, that's it. You know what? A lot of people. I went through. Um, and I'm very honest. Uh, I don't know, Marsha, if you ever read the book yet, or uh, jo- Joanne just came on for the first night, and she doesn't really know me. But I'm very. It's besides my book is my life story, outline of my life, and telling about signs. I also take some of my personal experiences. I teach in a a book that took me a lifetime to to live, pretty much, and seven years to write, and a two hour read compounded a lot of information in that, okay? And one of the things is my honesty about who I was and who I am and things I've done. Not really who I am, about things I've done. Mike, talk about my menopausal breakdown uh, with my kids so sick and losing my siblings and whatever, and I started hitting the bottle. And I was white Russian peg, yeehaw. I went crazy. It was like, you think girls went wild? I went wild. And a lot of people judge, oh, yeah, I did. I got into an accident. Uh, I now am an advocate for DWI. Um, I didn't hit anybody. I hit a parked car. And it saved my life. It saved my life and hopefully saved other lives for me. I, I broke my ribs. I damn near came to dying myself, okay? But through these life lessons, I admit my my things that I've done while I was drinking. I never did drugs, but I did drink heavily at one point, just, you know, so many, a few years. And um, I admit, but you know what, I I took that, put it in my book, and made it public knowledge to save other lives. You know, I said, if you want to drink, that's fine, you can take a cab, okay? It's not worth risking your life, someone else's life, property. Uh, I'm not, I, I call it the load, I think the loaded cannon cha- chapter because you're the one loaded and you're the cannon. You're about ready to demolish anything in your sight. We all think you can have a couple drinks and drive and everything's hunky-dory. Yeah, we're superwoman. Wasn't the case. I did this a few weeks after my sister passed. I said, I couldn't take anymore. She was like my second mom. She's the one that helped me, the biggest one that helped me through my daughter's death. And then she died a couple years after her. And I was starting to feel more lost and losing it. I hadn't lost my son yet, but I had lost so many prior to that. And there's no excuse for it, but we, you know what, like again, I show my human side. I showed my mistakes. Yeah, and and that's okay. Yeah, but I take the lemon to make lemonade from it, you know, is what I'm saying. 
And I think a lot of people judge me by when I drank, and the very ones that used to, I used to drink when I are judged, and they're, they're still drinking and driving, and they're the ones judging me, and are bashing me. It's why because I don't party with you anymore, so that makes me bad. I'm a fake because I chose to change my life uh, after my I really call it my menopause breakdown. Did it without the hormones or anything. I drank. I, I, I self medicated. I don't do this now. You know, people don't see me out very, on very rare occasion. You know, and if I do, it's not say, huh? When you quit drinking, people put the pressure on. Well, why don't you drink? And you know, it's really none of their business. Exactly. Yeah. You no, know, I yep. don't drink as a health issue, and um, it caused a lot of marriage problems with me because my husband was drinking too much. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, to me, alcohol is is be an evil thing and you know when I go out I don't I don't need to drink and if you don't need to drink people criticize you for that even if you don't have yeah I mean I'll have I'll still have a cocktail once in a while like if I have a barbecue or something like that but I don't go hang in bar rooms and drink um I'm not the kind of I would call a I was a menopausal alcoholic yes do I feel I'm an alcoholic no because I don't feel the need I can take it or leave it you know, I don't have to drink. I don't need to drink. Uh, back then, you know what? During the menopause, yeah, I did. I, I was medicating. I, I admit it now. I see it now. And I see how my thought process has changed. And I was like, it made me feel good because I wasn't feeling too good about many things. But you know what? I'm sitting here. Silver's going to be actually with a, a little container of Juicy Juice, a little plug for Juicy Juice. You can send the checks. To, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sponsored. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Is she scamming again? Um, no, I'm sitting here with a, a little container of Juicy Juice. So if that makes me we bad, I'm bad. You know? Facebook, Peg. Oh, yes, we will. Just kidding. Yes, no, we, no, we can do that. Who cares? I, you know what? I said after all was said and done, I got my anger out. I said, guess what, people? You know, you know, you've seen my poetry, and it's not, I'm an Edgar Allan Poe, but I write what I feel, and it rhymes, and it's true feelings from my heart, okay? But I basically, you know what, when I stand in front of God, and you stand in front of God, and he's the only judge, let's see who, how he judges you and how he judges me. Let's see who's the scammer and who's not the scammer, you know? So anything anybody says to me here, it don't matter. I'll take a constructive criticism if I feel it's going to better me. Okay, but I'm going to tell you something. He's the only one I'm going to let judge me because he knows my heart. And you know what? The most important thing, people, you know your heart. You know who you are. Right. And as long as you have that, you have everything. You have everything. You can be, I mean, Jesus was judged. Jesus was hung on the cross for us, you know? You know, and, 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 and look what, how people bashed him. And I don't even come close to him. You know, I'm at his feet. I'm at his mercy. You know, but if Jesus Christ himself, God's son, could be judged, you know, we're human. And you know what? People do it to even the highest of high, you know. And, you know, somebody said something to me recently, and a couple people have said it about, if you don't, if you have critics, you know you're doing something right. Because you will be criticized for things you do. Because, you know what? It's the demons inside of people themselves that criticizes somebody else. You know, when I come out and and um, show my anger, and like I said, I'm human, it's not that I'm just venting. Um, I do a lot of that. You know that. <laughs> I vent a lot. But it's not that I'm trying to hurt anybody. I'm trying to make a point. There's a difference between hurting somebody and trying to make a point. My difference is I try to make a point. 
I believe that. You know, I and, that. and and I think you know, Marcia, you've known me long enough. You've seen that. You've seen that yeah. with me. You know, you you, you don't even Marcia Joanne. Exactly, and Joanne, Marcia, and I have never met in person. Like I haven't met most people, and you know, practically everybody on here. But um, I think by what I write and what I say and what I do on the show, Marcia, you, you've come to you've grown to know me. You know. Yeah. And um, you know my heart, and my heart's good. I got a good heart. Got a bad attitude, but I got a good heart. <laughs> I, I love your. Got a bad attitude. <laughs> oh my God! Here we go with my accent. You know what, Joanne? I don't know if you've ever been in New York, but I don't live in New York City. I'm a country bumpkin in the outskirts, and everybody goes, "I love your New York accent," and I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> what New York accent? Dad, I'm just being pegster, you know." But thank you for that. Joanne, thank you. Where are you from? Where Joanne, am I from? Where are you from? Yes, I'm from uh, California. Oh wow! I used to live there. Sorry. No, I'm in Denver. You're in Denver now? Yes. Wow. I've never been there, but back in oh, the day I did smoke a little weed, just a little. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's the big thing nowadays. <laughs> well, I don't do it any yep. longer. Um, it's medicine, girls. Up yep. until very recently, I was a, a caregiver um, to, um, well, he was my ex-husband, but he was my true life's love, and, and he just died in June. So, oh, thank you. Um, and then after, um, just after, I don't even know if I've told you this, Peg. I had to have my doggy put down. Oh uh, no. Oh yeah, I'm I'm running around here. I'm doing pretty well actually because I I know it was the best thing for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. I had a reading with Sunny Wells, um, and that's how I met Peggy. Um, she was a and Sonny and I happened. Sonny's been on my show, and we share the same birthday. Isn't that kind of ironic? February second. Very ironic. No, no, no. Sonny, no. February second is the day my son died. That is Christine's birth, uh, birthday. Christine yes. and Sonny are. They have a show, uh, Joanne, called Ask the Angels, and they came on my show, and I found out Sonny, who actually was part of very good friends with the actress Debbie Reynolds, the singer, and worked with her, a showgirl at uh-huh. one point, but also an intuitive. Turns out her and I had the same birthday. And then Sonny, uh, or Christine, who came on the show, found out the night of my show, her birthday is the death date of my son, February 2nd. Wow. So this is where I talk about synchronicities. There's a lot of synchronicities right. within the show. Absolutely. And I'm I'm going to zip the lip up and, and let you talk again, Marsha. I'm sorry. Continue about this. Oh, February Christine. 2nd is, oh, is my um, sister's anniversary, too. So there's there's a lot of synchronicity. Synchronicity, yep. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. And, I, I'm, you know, my philosophy is pretty simple. I believe that God sends us here to learn what we're supposed to um, mm-hmm. on this plane and to maybe teach others what um, they're willing to learn. But they have to kind of be willing and to love one another. It's pretty simplistic. But, That's what it's know, all about, huh? I was a caregiver. I, I didn't get a chance. I don't have a chance, I guess now I could, to go to church. But I I'm, I believe in God. I'm, I consider myself a Christian. And um, I tell people that, you know, back in the day when Larry and I were a young couple. We used to smoke a little weed, but we smoked responsibly, and I have mm-hmm. some fond memories of those times. If I'd been shit-faced drunk, pardon my French, I wouldn't have those <laughs> memories. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, That's you know, okay. 
we, we, the only use word I refuse to let on the show is the F U word, which somebody did recently, and I almost had a heart attack. Oh, you know, you, we. Oh yeah, and it was uh, that was my Joel Osteen show. Uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I got a lot. And after that whole Joel Osteen thing, it's when I started getting a lot more slack. I don't condemn anybody, but you know what? Um, I condemn people that condemn us uh, grieving parents and call us uh, pity partiers and looking for attention. Not happening. And he had no. He never apologized to us. He speaks. He's a. He. he you know. And I'm not bashing Joel or anybody that talks the word of God, but he's a motivational speaker. He's not much different than what I do on the show or whatever. I don't claim to be a minister. I'm not. And he has not been ordained or anything, really. And I'm not bashing what he is or whatever if people get something out of it. But please, I asked, we asked him, don't make it any worse for us grieving parents. That's all I said. And it was only after I had seen it on one of the other grieving groups, not even my own grieving group that I own. And I was just being an advocate for other grieving parents like... You're going and writing a book and telling people that are already saying that we're having a pity party when we speak our kids' names? No. Our kids are still our kids in heaven or, not, or you know, we're here. We have the right to speak about these children, you know? Absolutely. So that's where that all came about. But anyhow, I'm not going to get into that whole spiel, but... I used to like him. Uh, you know, he's very... Uplifting, yeah, me too. very positive and... Um, I read that, um, don't have his book, but I read that he said that, and I was, mm-hmm. it changed my whole perspective. Like, you can't speak to other people's pain um, in in that genre. You just can't, if you've not experienced it. And I haven't. You know, I'm, all three of my children are living. I've not lost a child. But mm-hmm. um, I can't, I just can't imagine. I really and and for him to say something like that without having gone through the experience. A pity party. We go through that enough. We get, you know, we not only, Joanne, lose our children, but we have to deal with the people after telling us, get over it, time to move on, stop with the pity party, uh, stop looking for attention. Oh, dear Lord. We don't want your yeah. attention. We have enough. You know, I, I call it the puppy dog syndrome. There's not one time I don't go out and somebody doesn't give me those puppy dog eyes. And I hate it. I despise it. I don't hate a lot in life, but I hate that look. I know, number one, I'm intuitive. I know what they're thinking half the time. And they're giving me that look like, I don't want that attention on me. I want to be known as a human being, not... Let me, for example, I'm going to throw something at you. Somebody recently told me that somebody called, referred to me, you know, the mother of the two dead kids? I said, oh, what did my. she say about me? Oh, um, my, my name is Peggy Imanisi. Okay, maiden name, a married name. I'm not, my mom on my birth certificate did not name me the mother of the two dead kids. How dare you call me that? Who the hell would say that about somebody? That's cruel. That's cruel. You know why? They just don't have manners. You know, they were under a No, they don't. They don't. You know, they're just crass people out there. Wow. Yeah, and I, I this is one of the things, uh, Joanne and, and Marcia, as you know, I do the show, is to straighten their butts out. I, I'm very um, mouthy, duh, with my, with my accent <laughs> that you keep telling me that I have, that you live, <laughs> you know, but I am, I'm mouthy. I got a mouth, God gave me a big mouth for a reason, <laughs> okay, so I'm using it, and um, 
and I'll, I talk a little too much, and I admit sometimes I listen to my archives and I cringe, and I'm like, Peggy, shut up. You know, I can't, I cringe. I'm my worst critic, but it's true. Sometimes just shut up, Peg. Um, but I try to get a point across, and it's not for anything but the betterment of people, because I love people. I even love the ones that hurt me. I don't like what they did to me. You know, the ones that bashed me, I love them. I don't like what they're doing to me. I love them because we come here for complete love. And actually, the chat room is starting to get people in here. And um, One of the ladies, Judith, who I know, I met her through my friend who is the Bible uh, uh, guy, uh, uh, the, the Baptist deacon who wrote the book about psychics. Um, she wanted to know if we come with a plan. I said, yeah, we had discussed that. So you can always go back to my archives, Judith, and anybody else and hear what we were talking about. Yes, we do come here with the plan. I mean, I'm not God, but I believe that because uh, I don't know why. I'll know when I get there, you know. But but anyway, to get back to this big mouth of mine, um, you know, I do. I get a little mouthy, but I try to get the word out, and it's about love and about life after death. And obviously, Lord, with the plan he gave me, and it's wicked at times, wicked. Somebody said to me today, um, you know, of course you're going to go through this on the holidays. And what I said, no, because I wrote the poem Empty Chairs at the Table. I'm also write poetry. It's not just the holidays. I get up every morning. It's seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, except leap years, 366. I hurt every freaking day of my life, intuitive or not. It kills me. I get up some days and I not forget that they're gone. I get up and I'm, I, I just get up sometimes thinking, is, was that just a bad dream? Really, was it just yeah. a bad dream? And people don't realize that. They think it's just when I come out, and I, I do. I vent during you know, their birthdays and their angel anniversaries and whatever. Yesterday would have been my mom's birthday. I, I memorialize everyone that's been, because they have the right to be to remembered for what they did or Absolutely. part they played in my life or anybody else's. And that's oh, not yeah. wrong. I don't see that's bad. But I'm going to tell you, some of my longest friends don't even talk to me on Facebook. They're still on there to be nosy, but they don't even hit the like or what. And I don't care about that because that's an ego thing. You don't have to like what I say, but they don't even talk to me anymore on here. And I'm going to tell you something that happened this week. Thinking about the deceased, I think you know that you remember those that have crossed, whomever you know, what whatever you know, if there was a child or a mom or a brother, you know, just. Remembering them and praying for them helps them wherever they on the other plane in in heaven. I mm-hmm. And we've talked about different levels of heaven because I don't believe mm-hmm. everybody gets to go to like the highest level. It depends on no, the no, they don't. They, and I know that because I've been told by other intuitives. Not trying to be rude, but I've been told by other intuitives. My daughter just recently stepped up in the past year to another level where she's teaching. Oh. Great. So I've been told this. So there are so there's love. It's kind of like guys. The, my my human explanation is, you've got some people that work on garbage trucks. You've got some people that are artists. You have other people that you know people that have all kinds of um, um, uh, things they do in life. Well, that's you know you're not much different in heaven. There's different levels there too of your skills and your you continue working and you continue schooling and you continue playing and. You do everything you do here. It's a mirror image, and it's side by side. Everybody thinks we're floating on the Stay puff cloud. Uh-uh. Not playing the harps, not looking like you, but I've said it a million times. My vision till I was like 50. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we do the same thing we do here. Just what the body, I don't understand the body bit. 
I don't understand what that's all about yet, but I'll know when I get there. But we do the same thing here. I'm going to tell you, my eldest brother was um, president of his or manager of the number one planet by international business machines, worker, 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 you know, the boss. Every time that I've had a reading and my brother comes through, he's too busy to talk to me. And he was like my second dad. He was 18 years older because he's busy working over there. I'm like, well, excuse me. You know, how dare you? And I love you, you know. <laughs> but we do. And it, and my dad was a workaholic. And I brought this out in my book, too. And this is, a, I think, a very important point. Um, my dad worked for the Episcopal Church 50 years, okay? At the end, the last year or two, Wednesday he was having Jehovah Witnesses meetings at his house. He was attending another church besides the Episcopal. He was covering all bases, right? And I said, what are you doing? <laughs> He was scared. He was scared because now his final moments were coming. And I looked at him like, what are you doing? You know, and he was scared. And I think, I don't care how religious or spiritual you are, we're all scared of the unknown, you know. And we used to refer to my dad as shaky Jews because he could never sit still. He always had to work. He was a workaholic seven days a week, okay. Worked at the church nights and weekends and a regular job during the week and sometimes a third job. And raising six kids and... He says, well, what am I going to do when I get there? I can't just sit around. I said, listen, Jakey Juice, and I made a joke out of it. This is maybe five, six months before he passed. I said, you're going to do the same thing you do here. You don't just sit around. You think God's going to let you sit there and be a bum? No. You're going to do the same thing you do here. I said, you're just going to lose, and that's where my butterfly thing came initially in my book. I said, you're going to lose the caterpillar, which is the body. You're going to blossom and become the butterfly and fly. Okay. And still do what you're doing there, but do it even better. And I saw such a peace come over my dad's face. It's like, okay, and we went on to the next subject. Well, yep. that's why I believe memorializing them and remembering them and praying for them is not mm-hmm. a pity party. You can't help but miss them. They count. Them. Yeah. Yes. But it helps them on, on the other side. It helps them take that step up a, a little bit further, mm-hmm. a little bit closer to God. You know? Yes. Um, that's what I believe. Well, I'm going to tell you, um, Marcia, did you see this week? Joanne, I'm not trying to leave you out here. I'm going to bring you back here a minute. Um, did you see, I've had two dream visits uh, with my children. There's a difference oh, between, um, like, jo- uh, Joanne, you were talking about you astral planning. I've had two dream visits. I've had, when you have, I tell people, when you have scary nightmares, that's just psychologically working things out in your mind. When you actually feel that person touching and whatever, that's a dream visit. You're actually astral planning there. I actually, a year ago, and uh, Marcia brought it up when Sonny and Christina's show were on the show. I think it was the night before I actually made a trip there. I astral planned. And I was with my kids and talked and hugs and the whole nine. Well, uh-huh. this past week I had my second dream visit. And you realize it was, I think, a year to the day that I had my last one with them. I never realized it. And my son, very, and it's kind of the subject you were just talking about, uh, Marsha. Uh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I love the Brady Bunch, by the way. Uh, <laughs> there's a story. Okay. <laughs> Got to throw in my jokes. Um, and please, when I do that, I'm not insulting anybody. I just have to keep it light sometimes, you know. But, but so anyhow... Um, what happened was my son actually, who got very serious, who was never serious, he was drove me crazy at times, even though he was sick, born with the illness. I mean, he still functioned to, up to a point and drove me crazy just like any other kid. He looked at me very seriously in my dream visit this past week, and he says, Mom. Now, my daughter was more standoffish in it, which she has been. She used to be the mouth until he died and he took over. 
And he looked at me seriously and gave me a hug. And he says, Mom, he goes, I'm happy, I'm well, I'm healthy, and, and I'm with God. That's the three most important things. And basically for me to stop being, he goes, I want, he goes I'm ha- no, actually he said it in this, he goes, I'm with God, I'm, I'm, I'm not sick anymore, and I'm happy. And he says, I don't want you so sad. That's what my son said to me in my dream visit this week. You know, and I looked at him. You hear that? You still, you still though, you feel that emptiness, but it does take away some of, of that. Of course, thing. of course. But you know what? Most of the ideas I've gotten from my show are, of course, of my personal experiences. You know, but that the, he turned a switch on with me this week after all the crap I've been getting the past few months, and I've been getting a lot of slack lately. And it does bug me to a point, but yet I have my God, so I can't let it eat me alive because I have a job to do. And that's the evil coming and trying to stop me from doing this. Because I thought about it, God said, I've had it. I can't do this. They're driving me crazy. And I said, no, God gave you this job to do. He's more important than what they think. For goodness sake. You know, you've seen it. I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to be on Facebook. See you. Bye. You know? And then... You know, we've all done it. Well, Facebook can be pretty damn evil at times, too, girls. You know that. It's, it can be horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that I know by that message when my son gave me, and that's why tonight the show is when the going gets tough, the toughs get going. The going's gotten as tough as tough can be, okay, for me. And, you know, I've bottomed out at times. I, But like they say, the cliche, once you hit bottom, there ain't nowhere else to go but up. And up eventually will be heaven. And we all have to reach for those stars, okay? Because when you're down, it's bringing you to hell. When you go up, it's bringing you closer to heaven, okay? Yeah. Just remember that. Well, the only thing we can really deal with is our own life experiences. I have exactly. three sons. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. At first, the first one came out. He was a, a senior in high school. And I wasn't okay. It was sort of like, okay, what did I do wrong? What didn't I do right? Go in uh-huh. the walk-in closet and scream into a pillow. This isn't real. This isn't yeah. happening. And then, right. you know, you still, it's like, well, he's still my son. I still love him. Um, mm-hmm. This doesn't change my love for him. This is like, you know, when they're born, if you have a son, you envision their life and what it's going to be. And you imagine grandchildren mm-hmm. running around your feet and, um, that yep. didn't happen here. Um, well, mm-hmm. I, the second one, uh, a year later, came out. And I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you had a girlfriend in college. What's going on? Um, yeah. I became the LGBT community youth group advisor of Fort Lauderdale. Because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I have to teach my kids about safe sex. I have to teach them responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. if, you truly, if that's how God made you, then I love you. And exactly. I could only I could only look at them and say, okay, they, none of the kids of the youth group uh, wanted to be gay. They were they were angry with God. Why did God do this mm-hmm. to me? Why would He send me here in the wrong body? Mm-hmm. Or you know, and yep. I had to choose my words very carefully. God loves you, yep. and you know God made you, and God made me, and God doesn't make mistakes. It's up to you to look for the reason that God mm-hmm. sent you here this way and learn about yourself and try to and love. share with us. It's all about loving. Yeah. It's kind of like my two children being born with cystic. My son said to me at the end, he got really mad one day because cystic is genetic. 
There was no test when my daughter was born, but there was a, you know, once you have a child with it, you know you can have more. I had had already two children, one with it and one without, when she was diagnosed. Got pregnant again a few years later, and um, I decided to go ahead with it. There was no amniocentesis for it. I had my son Dan, who still is at home, and he doesn't have it. I have two sons without it, two that are living sons. And um, and then I had my fourth child, and he was born with it. You know, and he said to me at the end, I had other people say to me, why'd you have another one? I said, you know what? We're all going to be born. We're all going to die. It's God who decides, not me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't try to get pregnant. I, I, I did try. I went through the prevention, and it didn't work. I couldn't terminate. Didn't want to. And my son did look at me at the end. He goes, why did you have me? Why? I said, because I loved you, and so does God. None of us get out of here alive, people. I didn't. I didn't catch what uh, Joanne's loss is. Can you tell me? Do you mind? Yes, Joanne. Go, let let her know what happened to you. The recent one was uh, my son's ex girlfriend uh, was in a. She was twenty weeks pregnant and was in a parking lot uh, driving out, and somebody hit her, and she lost oh. the baby at twenty, at 20 oh, weeks. Wow. She lost her granddaughter. Little yeah. girl. Yeah. That's where the pink came from. Yeah, that's where you saw the pink coming in. Okay. Yeah. And i got to tell you, I don't yeah. particularly care for the fact that my grandfather's up there taking care of her because he was a pig on earth. He was inappropriate with his Let me tell you something. Uh, I, okay. I We've all had people like that. We had my crazy uncle, my mother's crazy uncle. That was I won't even go into what how he ruined my mother's life. But I'm going to tell you something. Once they get there, they're not that... We take personality traits with us over there, but we're not the same over there. God is a forgiving God. God will, and like Marcia said, there's different levels there. Um, I'm not going to call it hell or whatever, the purgatory, whatever you want to label things. Um, he obviously is at a teaching level where God is teaching him his rights from his wrongs. They're, we're not the same over there. So they'll come across with certain personality traits, um, you know, because we know it's them coming here uh that it's them but when they get over there nobody is really impure anymore it's the it's the human flesh we're the ones that have sex and and the pedophiles and whatever because the mind is ruling the other head if you know what i mean over there it's not like that i don't know if they have a sex or whatever you know the little head and the big head you know some of them are more little than big he the He's the one now that God is teaching the lesson to, to yeah. be a caregiver, to understand that. His lesson being learned is whatever he did here. Because it happened, incest happened in my own family to my own mother by an uncle when she was a child. It ruined a lot of our lives because it kind of stagnated my mother's growth. And I don't, I've never talked about that on the show before. Okay? It was a deep, dark secret. Her mother's brother, I think right. it was. And I'm not going to go into the whole story, but there's even more to it. But in that that is like they call the sins of the father. And in turn of not only ruining her and stagnating her mental growth past 10 years old in many ways, because I, when I got to be a teenager, I said, how come my mother acts like a kid at times, okay? I had a lot of problems with it until I found out what happened. And then I understood, right. and I said, oh, dear Lord. But it's the domino effect, and it's the sins of the father. It's not so much the parent. It's things that's happened to them that it ruined six of our lives in many ways because we had a mother that never mentally matured at times. And I've never talked about that. This is very serious. He was such a perv that that I I really doubted that he got to heaven. 
Um, I, mm-hmm. I had a, a session with Sonny, and, and I asked that question. She said, yeah, mm-hmm. he made it. But, um, yeah. I'm, I'm well, they make it there, but different levels. Level. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they don't. Um, they're still teaching. Like I said, there's still things going on over there. But like Joanne said, I don't like the idea. Well, I don't like it for you either. Or I don't like the thought of that. But on the other hand, what he did here, the terrible things he did here, he's now learning the love of children over there at a lower level. But he'll move up eventually once he learns that what he did here was so wrong because it was the sins of the flesh. There, once the soul well, leaves, there's no way. more sins of the flesh. I look at it this way. My dad's there protecting that granddaughter, so. Exactly. 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 Yeah, like I said, what they do over there and what we do here, because, like I said, the body, we're the ones that have the say. I don't know what they do. They say there is some kind of like a sex thing over there, meaning of the souls or whatever. I don't know. I'll know when I get there. That I don't quite know about. But it's not like the same thing here where with the incest and the pedophiles and things of sort. You know, so it's it's different, you know. No, it's and like I said, I got in little groups. We're connected mm-hmm. to a soul group, and and connections are very strong. Um, mm-hmm. But to to think that there was a plan for mm-hmm. you know the baby's grandfather or my father or you know whatever bad has happened, I think maybe mm-hmm. that person if if there was a plan, that's that's the part I don't get. It's like who would plan, you know? But maybe I allow that there are lessons, certain lessons that we came here to learn specifically, that we couldn't mm-hmm. learn in the heavenly realm. So we needed the bodily experience. But boy, it sure yeah, suck. why they were like, <laughs> I, I wish I understood it. I don't know. I'll tell you, girlfriends, I've been saying over two years, I don't even know what a bodily experience is anymore. <laughs> Not to make light of it. <laughs> George Clooney, where are you? No, no, no. <laughs> He's going, shows up at my door like this. I'll talk to you later. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, I wouldn't know. Uh, you know, I'm ready to have a bo- out-of-body experience or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, but like I said, I'm not making light of it because what happened to my mother did affect my life. Okay? And like I said, I was about 13 or 14. I didn't find out too much later. Actually, it was confirmed to me right before my father died. He told me the whole story and wanted me to tell my brothers because there's even more to it that I will not disclose. And um, I understood, all of a sudden, I understood her because I knew by the time I was a teenager, I was kind of like feeling like the mother with her. And I'm like, okay, why am I maturing? And she's acting like a little kid at times, you know? I mean, not that she was a bad person. She had her problems. She wasn't a bad, bad person, but she pissed me off a lot in plain English, you know? But then I understood her, and it, that was a matter. And like anything else in life, uh, and Joanne, this applies now. I know I'm not going to ask him what you know your father or whomever did to what, or uncle, dirty uncle, or whatever. Um, but just know that um, part of our growth is once we go there. That it's something learned. Why these things happen? I don't know. Why do people do serial killing? You know. Or why do people molest children? Or We just had a thing on the news this past week. Uh, one of the biggest uh, police departments around here. He, he And teaching on, on child pornography and how to avoid pedophiles. Turned out he was the biggest guy into child pornography. Oh he just God. got arrested and sent to jail. You know, the hypocrites here. Yeah. But he says, well, he got involved by investigating it. And he it turned him on. And that's what happened. Now he's serving time for it. So he's going to be serving time in jail for it here. 
but well, the you, serving you time on the other side is even more entailed. Mm-hmm. You have to allow that we, we come here with free will. And um, mm-hmm. there have been studies on, like, the serial killers. They're born without, it's in their DNA, something about their DNA. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're missing something. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they came, it's like it, free will plays into it. Um, we have the mm-hmm. opportunity to either to do say a no. bad thing or a good thing, say yes or no. Right. And you yeah. know, that's all part of our growth. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't claim to understand the whole thing because there, there are Neither do I. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it happened to you, you think there's no way. There's no way I would have chosen something like this. It hurts too much. Um, no, no. But, you know, I mean, yet here you are, so you make, like you said. You deal, it's a dealing play. with it. And you know, there's some <laughs> people that come here, like my children, they say, we come to plan. Why would they come here to suffer and need both? I mean, my son needed a double lung liver transplant at 22. My daughter needed double lungs. Why would someone choose here to come suffer like that? I've questioned that myself, and I'm here promoting, like, yeah, we come with a plan. Why would I choose to have MS and not be able to hardly walk anymore? You know, I don't get it. I don't quite get it, and that's one of the unknown, unsolved mysteries of the human experience. We aren't supposed to know everything. Until we get there, and then we find out why did why was I sent there? Why did I go there? Whatever, whatever. Was it my free will that wanted experiences? Hmm? I mean, the kid Brent that you posted, you know, he was doing well. Brent, yeah. He's, he's back down again, and I he mean, took a plummet. He actually, uh, Joanne, I I help other parents, not only that have lost children, I also help parents that are um, with sick children promoting them and praying for them and and a wish foundation and can't grab much because we don't get the money but what i would do is like if they want to go to disney world i would call somebody there and see what we can do yeah i don't take money and that's one of the things i want to tell people i don't i'm not asking for money donations never did i got some lady sent me fifty dollars for one of my christmas things which i asked for donation of gifts for the kids in the hospital so I took that, and the kid need, one of the kids needed something. That's the only money I got. I got 50 from her and 20 from stickers I sold in memory of my son. And I added the rest of the money to it and bought a kid a gift with it. That was the only money I've ever taken in the whole time that I've done anything. I don't ask people for money. The things, or whatever goes to my P.O. box at Christmas, on my son's birthday, I do a, a benefit every year, is toys I raise. What am I going to do, play with two-year-old toys? That, is that scamming? No, I, I send the pictures. I show the pictures of me and my niece at the hospital every year bringing the toys to the kids with the administrator. You know? So that's what I do. I just want to make but that clear to people. I don't answer that, money that donations. Gives you the halo. You know, it, let people say what they You know what it does? Say. It gives me purpose at Christmas because I don't know how to celebrate it anymore. I have a son in North yeah. Carolina that's got his own life. I have a son here. It's just me and him. I go through the motion, making the dinner, and then he goes back and plays his videos or whatever. He's got his own life. And I sit here alone most of the time on Christmas. And I watch the Christmas shows. And it's a very, it can be very sad at times. And it's not a pity party. It's my reality, you know? Yeah. And um, it gives me purpose. It's not, and it's like I said, of course, I love helping people, but it, it, it's, there's a little selfishness there because it makes me happy. Is it wrong to make me happy to give to others that understand because my children spent many a holiday in a hospital and I know how they felt? My, my son spent his last Christmas, he went in December 23rd and died February 2nd never to come home. And I still see the look on his face Christmas Day and saying, who cares anymore? 
Who cares? It don't matter. I tried to do everything I could. I brought him in a you know a candle tree and tried to make decorate his room, and it's like I don't care anymore. I remember that look. I remember feeling what he was feeling. I don't want other people to be forgotten. I don't want these kids not to have a lot. I'm sorry. A lot of these parents don't have the funds to buy their kids Christmas gifts. I don't want a child to go without a gift on Christmas. Just a little little ray of sunshine. I'm sorry. If that's wrong, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I've seen that look on the face. I'm sorry. Take a deep breath. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm human. (laughs) That's why I do what I do. I'm all right. I I remember remember that look, and that's why I do that at Christmas. I remember that look on my son's face. I don't care anymore. What for? He wanted to be home around the tree. He wanted to see, because I'd go to town with the decorations, and I'd try to do what I could. And I remember the years when my husband and I both working and didn't have the money to do this, and other people stepped in and the foundations and got my kids gifts because I didn't have the money. And a lot of these kids with this disease, they don't have the money. They don't and have you it. Got to feel how you are trying to make other people feel, and that's a good thing, Peg. You're a good person. You have yep. a huge heart. No, well, it's not about, like I said, it's about them, but there's a little selfishness because it makes me happy to see them, a little, just a little smile. I don't want to well, see Mark's face on them. That's well, that's all. that's the way that's I'm gratifying. selfish. That's the way I can describe it, myself. It gratifies mm-hmm. you. You know, it makes, you, it makes your heart happy. It lifts your heart up. And, and yes, it, it does. does. There's two. So, well, that's how know, I'm selfish. That's that's my kind of selfishness. That's what I call selfishness. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying it. I'm not putting myself down. But if that's what if people want to call me um, self-absorbed or um, whatever they call me scammer, well, then that's the kind of scammer and self-absorbedness I have. That's that's my extent of it. Is what I'm saying. You know, because I I've seen that work. Way. That's their way of justifying their lack of empathy in life. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I told you, I, how many shows have I talked about the empty nest and my friends? Oh, my kid's going to college. The empty nest, what am I going to do? Boo-hoo. Well, your birdies fly back Christmas. My birdies don't yeah. come back. So all I have is to make my imicky pictures and my memories of them and my little poetry. And because that's all I have is the memory that day. And it hurts like a, you have no idea. It hurts so bad. Your little birdies fly back. Do I sympathize? Yes. We all, even before I lost my kids, uh, you know, you, our kids get older. And it's like, oh, gosh, you know, what am I going to do now? And the empty nest and blah, 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 blah. But you don't know empty nest until you've lost a kid, let alone two. Uh, my, right. my nest is empty. My birdies don't fly back. You know, yeah, they come to me in different ways and whatever. It's not the same as getting up Christmas morning and see a smile on their face or sitting around that table and cooking their favorite meal and Mark with his, my famous burnt green beans with almonds. He loved them. <laughs> Walnuts or whatever I put in them. He had to have, the, oh no, garlic, I'm sorry. Now, the other one was a green bean. I had four kids, so everybody had something different. You know, but that, I don't get to do that anymore for him. So what I do is remember the memories because it keeps me going. You know, and that's all I got. So don't, don't deny me or, you know, don't... Um, Let me keep them alive with your memories. Exactly, exactly. I know they're gone. I know they're not coming back here. I know I will see them one day because of my faith. 
But if that makes me bad, then these people that think I should just stop it. I've had people come on, just stop it. Just stop it. Or what do you, you think everything's a sign? No. When I've had the things, and you've seen, I'm sure, Marsha, many of my signs, and I've documented them. When my TV on my daughter's birthday last year started going on and off, and the little messages, everybody could see them. I've, I've, when it's, it was doing it for like almost a week, and I said, that day I just said, I'm going to videotape this so people can see it. I'm sitting way back. I had no control of nothing. And the messages that were come through, it was weird. And I said, I want people to say, you know, people even think that I've photoshopped. And went, you know what? Think whatever the hell you want, people. I don't, not, not you guys, but think. Yeah, think whatever no, they want. Because I hear, I don't just say it. I, I don't just walk the walk or talk the talk. I walk the walk. I show you. And you're still not convinced. I had a friend of mine recently say, oh, I thought people were screwing with you when you got the pictures of your son that look like the doppelganger. I said, no, nobody sent them to me. I went to a site and found them. I was drawn to it. Nobody sent them to me. Nobody. You know, like I said, you can go, Joanne, to that site. It's pretty amazing, some of the things that have happened. Pretty amazing. And it's like, it just, even Kevin, who was the uh, minister, because on my show, he goes, God has really blessed you with the amazing signs that he gives you. You know, and he has, thank God for that. But it's not the same as having my kids here, so don't ever think that right. me being intuitive or bringing a message, it just not lets you know that they're still around you, but it's not the same as my sitting here at 11 o'clock every night hearing my son's car pull up. I could hear his race right. car coming around the corner. I still miss that. Hated it when he my did it, revving it up and waking the neighbors, but, you know, <laughs> I, um, I, I'm just saying it's very different. Yeah. Really? She would come visit, um, electrical things would happen. And everybody thought it was... Oh, that's no. what I get. My TV, my the, lights, yep, yep. The, the TV, the, v, the VCR would turn on and off. And then we had a mm-hmm. fan, a ceiling fan, that had a remote control. But we never used mm-hmm. the remote control because we pretty much left the fan on. So I wasn't even near the remote control. We were in a, a two-story house. And the second story uh, was like on a catwalk. Uh, the bedrooms were like on a catwalk looking down over it of all the ceiling. And one day my daughter right. was talking to me, and all of a sudden the fan turned on, and she goes, you did that. Right. Goes, nope, that's just grandma visiting. <laughs> and then right. the TV started, the VCR started. Well, that's what I, I have actual documentation. I videotaped it doing it. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to put you on hold one more second. And I just want to tell you something. Our show is uh, due to be over in six minutes, but if you call in, you can stay on the line and hear the show past the uh, two hours. We may stay on a little longer tonight, but I have another caller, a local caller, that I'm going to pick up from that wants to ask a question. So I'm leaving all you girls on the line, okay? So let's just see what you, or she or he or whomever wants to ask, okay? Sure. Hello. Hello? What's your name? Where are you from, Hi. please? Hello. Hi. Can you How hear me? This? Hi. Yeah. My name's Satan. I'm from New York. And yeah, I'm your name my mom, on? Jatan. I know it's hard to say. You could just say Jay. Oh, Jatan? Jatan. Jatan. Okay. Okay. And um, where are you from? But you could say Jay. Um, I'm from Mount where? Vernon. Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Okay. Well, I'm in, I'm in <laughs> Verplank. I'm not far. I'm from Croton originally. I'm, you're not too far from me. All right. Well, I wanted to let you know that. I wanted to listen to your show so bad today, even though I was kind of missing really? it because I was a little busy. Yes, because my daughter had passed away in February at one years old. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, from a rare heart condition. Um, so it's like really tough because it's like you you want to find other mothers. It's kind of hard because, you know, some people will talk about mm. stuff like that and some don't. 
Right, exactly. You know, but well, you're um, talking to a mom that lost two, a daughter and a son. I'm a mom, and I it's, lost two it's my. That's uh, that's a lot. I don't know how you yeah, did it honey, because I, um. Well, I do by helping other people now. Uh, Shafan, how do you say your name again, sweetheart? Jatan. Jafan, okay. Um, yeah. You know what? If you if you want to Facebook me, I just want to let people out there let me know you know me from the show. I'll send you to some of my other. I have a grieving group for us, uh, which is private. I have a science page, which is private, that helps you get through it. Oh. So it's P E G G Y. My middle initials S, like Sue. Uh, my maiden name is I M M two M's and last name A N E S I. You can um, Facebook me, uh, and uh, I'll send you to my other pages to help you through it. Okay, honey. Oh, I definitely will. And my daughter has a Facebook page. If you ever want to go and look at her pictures or anything, sure. Um, it's called, sure. I have um, memorials for mine too. It's called a heart for Alyssa. A heart for Alyssa. Oh, great, honey. How did you find my show, hon? Uh, being that you're so close, I mean, um, I've never had anybody um, that's Black local Talk Radio. Had... Oh, really? <laughs> oh, did you realize I was? Yeah. Did you realize I'm only about 15 miles from you, 20 miles? No, and you know what? Um, it's nice to talk to somebody that that knows about losing a child because um, my mom and mm-hmm. me are very close with my baby and everything. She went through a lot in the hospital, mm-hmm. and so it's like, right, honey, um, it's tough. But um, mm-hmm. everybody tells everybody always tells me, oh, I you know you're so strong and everything. I said, well, I, because I have no uh-huh. choice. I have Thank no you. That's choice. That's my favorite expression. Um, honey, I'm going to let you. You know what? My shows are all archived. If you Google my name, I've been on the okay. air for two years now. You can go back to any of my shows. Um, uh, I've done shows on what to say and what not to say to grieving parents, what what our feelings are. I've done challenges. I've talked about the illnesses that, that killed both of my kids when they were in their 20s. Uh, I talk about uh, I lost two nephews to drugs uh, in the past two years, both OD'd. I've been touched by, we've lost four young members of the family now, uh, my brother's son and my wow. niece's son, and um, it's been tough, it's been tough, but just, I, you can go back and listen to any of my archives, it may be a healing for you, and you can Facebook me, I'll send you to my science, I'm also an intuitive medium, I don't know if you know that, God blessed me as a, with my gift, I don't know if you're into that or not, but I also uh, do readings. And uh, yeah. been documented by some pretty famous people. I pulled Teresa Caputo oh, wow. sometimes. Even uh, once in a while, I've gone to karaoke and done it to people. I love karaoke. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Because you know, know I you're into it. Um, but, I can definitely. Well, I can definitely remember your name because that's my grandma's name. So that's easy. Peggy. Um, <laughs> yes, that's my grandma's name. Okay, and, just, just um, Google Peggy and my last name, A-N-E-S-I, and you'll see my main page. And let me know it's you. I'll see Mount Vernon, and, and I'll, I'll friend you. And then I'll send you to some okay. of my other pages. And then you can call every Tuesday night's live. And I have other famous psychics on. I've had Marth, Mark Anthony, not the singer, to need to know, need to know. Uh, not the one with uh, J-Lo, but the Mark Anthony psychic lawyer on. I've had Mark um, Ireland, whose father was psychic to the stars. Uh, wow. Authors. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a best-selling author, too. I've written, I'm writing four more books, but I have a, a best-selling book out there. You can get it for like three ninety nine, and if you want it, on they make all the money. I'm, it's not about the money. I mean, I think that's... Really. I mean, I mean, it's definitely good as something like to help with family and stuff. And um, I, I definitely can say I do the metric thing. Let me put you. I just got the word from my producer. Ninety. I just want to tell people if you're on the phone, 
I don't know if it replies, uh, applies to the chat room, but if you're listening to the Internet, the show ends in one minute, but we can go a little past if you're on the phone line, so call in now, one three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one. If you want to speak to me, hit the number one, and I'll bring you into the queue. Just wanted to get that out. Again, it's Peggy Amanisi at Signs of Loved Ones. All right, so I just want to get that out so we can still talk. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, I just wanted to say I do, um, I do like calling like for readings and stuff because it does help when I get mm-hmm. to hear about if my daughter's okay, if she's all right, oh, she is. and um, yep. And my daughter went through. They did a big oops type. She was waiting for a new heart in a hospital, mm-hmm. so it was kind of right. like a big like oops type of thing they did. Where, where, where was she? Where medical? That's where my my daughter yeah. was, and my um, son she was went and, to um, but he had to go there. He had to go there once uh, in a while. She went to um, what's that place in the Bronx? Um, I forgot uh, that. Presbyterian, Morgan Stanley, Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital. That's where my son was. Because I, I know that. Hello. Columbia Columbia Presbyterian, right? No, I don't think it's come. Uh, no, because they had changed the name of it. Not the name of it. Morgan, I mean, I know that Morgan 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 Stanley Children's Hospital on the corner of 168th Street, right in Broadway. That's where my son Broadway. was. Because so I know right there's a lot Wendy's. of. Um, you know where they have Fordham Road. Over oh, there, the where Fordham yeah, Road yeah, is. The yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe she was at NYU University. I don't know. There's a bunch of them there, but Presbyterian is where my son was. But he would sometimes have to go to Westchester Medical too. And my daughter's hospital was what, and that, and 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 Bradhurst, right out in front, in Bradhurst. You know, mm-hmm. on 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 Route 100 there. So our kids basically went to the same hospital. So there's no coincidence you called into the show tonight. We could talk about that. I know, and but, you know, um, it's. I can definitely say that. Um, I, um, I'm actually, you know, I had to pray and everything and try to let things go for God to take care of it because it, they did like a big oops in the emergency room because mm-hmm. they wanted to give her, they did some type of surgery that was kind of like unnecessary, but they mm-hmm. wanted to, they thought that it will help her, um, her heart still beat until she has to wait for her new heart. Right. And yep. from there, everything went downhill. My, my kids were waiting for like, my son. My son needed two lungs and liver, and my daughter needed the lungs, and they didn't do either of those at the. Oh, they did the liver at Westchester, but that's why I had to go into Presbyterian because I had Doctor Dozer. If you know him, he's the respiratory uh, cystic fibrosis doctor with pulmonologist yeah. there. I, uh, I realized um, they lie a lot. The doctors lie a lot. Uh, uh, I mean, well, it's I could like, do a whole show on that girl. Wow. I, I, I had a nursing. Wait, they just they just didn't. I mean, it's like when they see my child, like they they just used her because yep. it was like she had a rare heart condition, and they it was fascinating because mm-hmm. they never heard of it, they never know anybody mm-hmm. that really has it. But people that have yep. it, they're late in their age, like late late fifties or sixties type of thing. So wow. it was kind of um, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, Montefiore. Yep. That's what's called Montefiore. Oh, Montefiore. Mont- Montefiore is the heart hospital. Yeah, yeah Montefiore. Yeah, my um, kids. Like, they're not my, very good. My son went b- b- just by GW Bridge. We were wow. by the GW. Yeah, that we overlooked the GW. Yeah. They're just yep. not. Well, it's, I, um. Hello. Yeah. No, I hear you. Hello. Honey. Yeah. Are you there? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm there. Um, it, it yeah, was the show just was ended like, on um, the thing, but on the phone we could still go. So. Yeah, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, I can definitely say that um, 
I wish I can let people know more to be like very cautious because they lie so much. It's all about it's, and there's so many people with different opinions about what they want to do when a child is crying and a child's in mm-hmm. pain. And there have been times that they didn't want to feed my child because they felt like, oh, it's not well, good. Let me tell you, I'm going to share a little story. And one thing, once you get to my page, I'll send you my page. You vent. That's what I'm about. I want you to vent tell your story. I'm going to share a story about the December 23rd, right before my son died. We rushed him to the, where you're talking, Westchester Medical. And um, do you know he had to be elevated between the liver, and he was like 90-some pounds, 86 pounds at that point, 22. He was very small. And do you know they didn't even have a pillow for my son in that hospital? I said, could you please bring him a pillow? You know what they said to me? We're out of pillows. I said, what do you mean you're out of pillows? I had to run to Best That's Buy in White too. Plains. Best Buy in White Plains, I had to run and buy pillows for my son. Yeah, some of these hospitals stink people. Yeah, they don't have and pillows for the kids. Sweetheart. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you something. Friend me on Facebook, like I said, Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y-S-M-I-M-M. That's my maiden name, A-N-E-S-I. And what's your last name? Anisi, A-N-E-S-I. But my maiden name is in there, too, hyphenated. I-M-M, two M's, I-double-M was my maiden name, M. My married name is A-N-E-S-I, Peggy Anisi, and you'll find me. And uh, you can vent on my page. You can call the show every Tuesday night and vent away, honey, because we do everything on the show, not just readings of people. We talk about the deaths. We talk about signs. We talk about the illnesses. We talk about the doctors. That's what my show, let it out. Let it all hang out because so many won't listen to us, and we want to help other people, okay? So that's that's basically what my show is about. Hmm? Do you ever, um, I had a thing that, when I asked for the baby's medical records when she was in the hospital after the big oops, they usually mm-hmm. give it to me that same day or the next day. They decided to give mm-hmm. it to me after the baby had passed. Would you yeah, believe that they so got, they can cover everything they got, up? They, they, did, they did that to my daughter when she was a teenager. They did a major screw up, and I pulled her out of there, and I put her in Phelps in Terrytown, okay, in Sleepy Hollow. And even though it wasn't a CF hospital, and they would not give me the records. I was a nurse. I had a nursing business for 25 years. I had my own business. And I knew they screwed up. They messed up her esophagus by what they gave her. They burnt her, and they covered it up. I had to call administration. I had to go there with an attorney to get my records. And you know what? The lawyers don't want to touch it. Not that I wanted money to sue them. I wanted them to be stopped from their mistakes. And that's another so thing, I, too. I, I, I wonder why that. they never want to touch it. The the I Listen, to because me, it, I feel like it's called payoffs, I'd rather you lose it. I would rather you lose your license and not take care mm-hmm. and not work with children anymore than than get money exactly. from you. Exactly. I would want it's that. All about, it's all about the money, honey. It's all about what they say, the Benjamins. It's all about that. But anyhow, girls, um, my show is uh, really come to an end. Honey, You, if you want to call on next Tuesday night, come on and, and maybe I'll give you a reading. I do free readings. So I'm not going to okay, call I'll anything. do that. intuitive reading. Uh, every Tuesday night live. At 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, I'm worldwide. I'm all over the world. If you're not in the country, you can Skype my show by hitting blogtalkradio.com, Peggy S. Imanisi. It'll bring you to Skype. I don't need your Skype name. You can Skype my show all over the world. Okay, it's worldwide. And, um, or calling at one three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one. Both ways, Skyping and calling in, you can hear and talk to us and speak to us. 
or if you can get it on Google, you'll just be listening to the show. So, And all my shows are archived, so just type the name of my show in, and you can go back and scroll down and see whatever suits your purpose, okay? Even the show will be archived within the hour. So if you want to call back in and we'll talk about it and friend me and we'll um, we'll see what we can do. Because my other thing okay. is let's get the word out. Let's stop the mistakes from happening. You know, because know. our okay. children's lives were sacrificed because they were, there were mistakes made with my own children also. So I totally understand that. But I just want to thank everybody. Marsha and Joanne, thank you. Um, please feel free to call back any Tuesday, you know, or I'll come to your house and make you. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> joke, joke. <laughs> I know where you live now. No, I'm kidding. No, and, and Joanne, I'd like you to call back because I'd like to, you know, uh, do a show on, on bringing people out and um, dedicating the show like an hour or two, like helping you through um, maybe bringing out this gift of yours. How would that sound? Okay. Uh, that would okay. Be yeah, okay, we cover all types so of subjects here. God bless you all. And, Marsha, I'll talk to you. Thank you, Marsha, okay. for your input. Good night, Marsha. And, and, Good night. and, um, my other caller that just called in, I forgot the name because I got MS and I, I screw up like that because uh-huh. I admit my mistakes. You know, uh, Miss Mount Vernon, I'll call you. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, please, <laughs> please feel free. Feel free. Spell your name for me so I know when you're friend me, honey. Okay. J A T O N N E. J A. Okay. Okay. N C. Okay. J A. Oh, no, so if you want to. Fr- okay. N O. Yeah, you J A T O N N E. Okay, so friend me, Peggy Simonisi, and then we'll go from there, and I'll direct you to my uh, signs page, my grieving group page, where you can just vent about your anger, vent about your feelings, and say whatever you want, because that's what I'm here. we got to get this out. It's not just about anger. It's about helping others through mistakes, too. Okay? Thank you so much. Okay, God bless nice everybody, and thank you for tuning in. Night, nice to meet you. Thank you, everybody, for your contributions tonight, and God bless you all. Okay, peace be with you. Love you all. Good night, Noah. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love yous. Bye.